0: Oh, hello, I'm Sketch. And I'm Shades. And this is Geeking, Geeking Out, Out with Shades, Shades and Sketch. Ahoy, cuz, cuz,
1: <laughs> cousin, cousins, brothers and sisters, long-time yeah. listeners. You got a nice Hulk Hogan going there, and, and I don't know why. Or a Randy Savage. What was it? Oh,
0: snap it to a Slim Jim. Fever oh. Inception. Fever, double in fever dream there it is, uh <laughs> guys, if we're talking about double inception fever, no uh long time listeners, oh, welcome so... back to the Goco, full of merry and cheer uh on, on this uh,
1: thanksgiving, the turkey liberation front needs you uh yeah not doing not doing free birds, yeah, no,
0: not not, oh, I forgot about that,
1: it's a good one, right,
0: yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so as you could tell a long time listeners, Shades and I have the Goko all decked out for the holidays. we do we've been uh partaking in the uh holiday uh libations, not not so much. This not is so just much. us this yeah. is just us guys <laughs> uh but yeah, so uh, where is Goko set up for this festive festive holiday, Shades?
1: I'm glad you asked, sketch. We are in uh Universal Studios yeah florida yeah uh at the live mm-hmm. see at war spectacular
0: whoa see at war spectacular yes we're just saying done with rona yeah. we're standing in line with everyone else <laughs> we got our mandalorian helmets on <laughs> so we're okay This guy
1: beside me is not looking so good.
0: Uh, No, as you guys know, the Goku can travel through space and time. We are in an alternate uh, reality. Yes. Also Universal Studios. Yes. Also the Sea at War show. Yes. Not this. Non-Corona.
1: Non-Corona. Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, So I guess, I mean, if we... Why are are, we wearing our Mandalorian helmets? I don't know. Just for, I mean, at this point... I I Why take them off? I've swelled within mine. Um... (laughs) I got the uh, I got the just turkey like weight, you know. Your
1: skin's just growing into it. Yeah. Oh, that is yeah. just a, a grizzled uh, sight. But
0: you know, there are worse things. There are worse things. That this, this is the way. Is this is the way. Uh, so, if we are about to partake in the uh, sea, sea at, at war, spectacular, war. spectacular uh, that must mean that this week we are talking about
1: Worlds. World. Oh, the nineteen ninety five. Kevin Costner, post-apocalyptic, spectacular.
0: Ocean-based. Yes. Pea drinking.
1: Mad Max on the water.
0: It's Mad Max on the water, guys. It's It's Mad Max Max on on the water. water. But but you know what? You know what I like to say? I like to just call Mad Max Waterworld on land. That's what I like to do. (laughs) I don't care which came first.
1: I... I am Team um, Waterworld. Team Mad Max definitely Waterworld. came first, but oh, yeah, I yeah. am I am also Team Ah, This is hard. What team am I? I am also Team Waterworld.
0: I mean, damn, that new Mad Max, though, was so good.
1: I Holy didn't see mo- it. I never oh. saw
0: it. Oh, we should do Fury Road. Yeah, we should do Mad Max.
1: Should Cinematic we do the Mad Max. Mad Max Cinematic Universe? At
0: some point, I think we should. But this is not the Mad Max this Cinematic is not, Universe. This is that's, the, just, that's just a knockoff that started a couple of years before
1: the yes, water-based the water, yes.
0: post-apocalyptic uh
1: wait, is is Mad Max a prequel to Waterworld? it might be, but you know what are it those might both universal
0: movies? That you know, you just wait, is Mad Max a universal movie? you just, you threw that out there, but you know it might be it just might be boy, this is a long intro holy for, shit, for the old Day. A,
1: wait, is it really? I'm looking this up in real time. Why are you looking that up?
0: Speaking of universal movies, how about in Waterworld? You guys are getting right into it. We'll we'll continue the normal show in just a moment. But how about in Waterworld, (laughs) how the production studio logo Blends right blends into, into the, the sunken earth. Narration. Oh my god, yes, I mean, it's so cool on. how Mad many Mad Max
1: is Universal Pictures? Oh my god, it this, wasn't even a big question, but now it's a big question. Holy be.
0: shit, it might be just hitting the tip of the Holy
1: iceberg. shit, Sketch, yeah. my mind is blown right now.
0: So, guys, if we are celebrating Thanksgiving in the post apocalyptic water world, um, do we have a theme song this week? Chase? I don't know, Sketch, do we? I think we do i'm, I'm on right. a boat and i'm going <laughs> fast and i got <laughs> a afghan i'm the king of the world on a boat like leo if you're on the shore then you're sure not me oh wow perfect i mean it's basically the water world i mean i got my flippy floppies <laughs> and you swim trunks <laughs> in yeah. my flippy floppies <laughs> That was perfect sketch. Thank you. I think it just fits. You're just, welcome. Just, it does. Gosh, darn perfectly. So, guys, if we are talking Waterworld today. Uh,
1: spoilers for Waterworld. Obviously. The careers of Dennis Hopper and Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, spoilers for uh boating. The end of
0: 2020, possibly. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Who knows? Maybe. Yep. Anything's game at this point. Yeah, I mean, perhaps this is broadcasting in the future, and one of you have dived down to the depths of Manhattan and pulled out an old iPod that had this on it. I
1: was going to say maybe, maybe this is playing on a wind-powered mm-hmm. iPod. You never a Zune. know. a micro. Oh, that would be perfect if this oh, was playing on a wind-powered Zune. Yep, yep. Well those were waterproof, weren't they? I think they were.
0: It didn't matter in this movie. <laughs> didn't matter at all. <laughs> Yeah, do we have to check what things in the real world are what nah. Nah. no one will check they'll dry out no one will check this in 20 years
1: talking about it on the internet for for two hours
0: <laughs> nah what a brave new world we're in right now
1: ah sketch uh i'm i'm slowly drowning
0: yeah i'm yeah.
1: slowly dr- i'm drowning slowly so and, guys uh, Thank God um, for this show, Sketch. I, I personally,
0: God. yeah, I I've been I've been looking forward to this <laughs> I've wanted to do Waterworld for a while, as I believe you have as well. Yes. And I think we just we just pulled it out at the right time.
1: We I did. think the world needs our thoughts on Waterworld right now. I agree, Sketch. And and longtime listeners, we watched the the fan edit Ulysses Cut. Yes. So if there are things that we talk about in this episode, know that we watched, we'll talk about. More about what that is sketch. I think you have the the deets on the on the Ulysses cut. Yes,
0: yeah, a bit.
1: A okay, bit. um, yeah. but it is it is a three mm-hmm. hour and twenty minute version mm-hmm. of Waterworld, which was a two hour and ten minute theatrical. Release. No, the
0: theatrical, the original
1: theatrical oh, release. One hour. Oh, one. Five minutes. one, Okay. One thirty five. Yeah.
0: The the Ulysses but cut is three. Effectively three, three, doubles, yeah, doubles. the length it. of the movie, it's which is basically
1: the bananas. Lord of the Rings version. It is bananas. It yeah. is. It, it did not feel like three hours. No, and it doesn't. It, it truly
0: doesn't. doesn't. It truly, truly doesn't.
1: I, I'm going to make a bold statement sketch. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it was more palatable than a lot of the Lord of the Rings extended cuts. Ooh, ooh, I've seen them all. You know, well, I shouldn't say I've seen them. All. I've seen the theatrical and the extended cut. Mm-hmm. I know they've since come back and put even more shit in and made new extended cuts. But the original extended cuts, I saw them all.
0: Yeah. So you're throwing your hat to the ring on that. That classic well-known debate out there between Lord of the Rings and,
1: and Waterworld. Waterworld. Yeah. yeah. Team okay. Waterworld. All I mean, day.
0: I mean, for for months, if not years, long time listeners have been asking where you weigh in on that. It's true. And That's so, true. There you go. You have a definitive answer. Guys, if you want to hear my thoughts, you'll have to wait till the end of the episode. <laughs> you see what I did there? You see what I did there? You got to
1: stick with it. Um, sketch. I think this is usually the point. What is your your history with Waterworld? With
0: Waterworld. Okay. So, you know, 2020 whatever, whatever whatever you want to say about 2020. 2020's been a great year to kind of revisit some old stuff. Yeah. And uh, I've really been enjoying these mid nineties movies that we've been doing. Me too. Because not only are they just fun, they're also dredging up great memories of childhood. Oh, I'm so glad. So this is, this is another one of those movies. And I said it with, you know, like Dragonheart and, and I said it with um, other things that we've done recently as well. But like this, this movie came out before I was really seeing movies in the theater but at the time where I was like seeing them on VHS as soon as they came out with like my best friend. And so this movie, or at least the theatrical cut version of this movie, my first time seeing it probably would have been in like 96, 97 with my best friend. Okay. I'm on VHS after having watched again, like all those behind the scenes, like little right. specials that they put on right. the TV because this one had a, amazing behind the scenes. Footage for <laughs> for we're, we're going to get there, but for everything that happened with production, yeah. And uh, so you know, I saw it at that point, and then I you know you bump into it on TV a bunch, and yes, it's it's another Speaking one. Speaking of, those of which,
1: sketch, uh, uh, longtime listeners, if you are on the East Coast United States, you can watch Waterworld tomorrow, uh, November. 12th it's not going to make sense for uh, time of distribution, but as of recording. Uh, you can watch Waterworld at 10 a.m. on TCM uh, t- tomorrow, November 22nd, and then again at 1 o'clock on TCM.
0: So tune in, guys. I mean, yeah. there's no excuse at
1: this point. Fire up your go and go back to November there's 22nd.
0: N- no excuse at this point.
1: Uh, I, I mean, that's hilarious, because like, it's still showing on, t- at, it on still TV. It still shows. Twice a day on some channels.
0: And, uh, and, and, and so just recently... Uh, a good friend of mine, uh when I had when I had mentioned like I, I really want to do Waterworld at some point on the on the pod, he was like, well, you should do the Ulysses cut and I was like, What the fuck's the Ulysses cut? <laughs> And well, uh, leaning
1: uh, lean close and whisper that in my ear. What's, what's Ulysses
0: cut? Yeah. I mean, this was uh, some back alley, yeah. uh, conversations here. Like, oh, this is down here, boss. Like, yeah. This sounds like contraband or something. Ulysses cut. What is that? <laughs> and, uh, we'll get into what a Ulysses cut, uh, eventually is, but anyway, got a hand on the Ulysses cut and watched it, uh, just a couple nights ago with, uh, with Mrs. Sketch and, uh, and said friend, cause he, he wanted in on the, on the, okay, on cool. the watch. And, Gosh darn it, if that is not a, an enjoyable, enjoy, it's a tall glass of water is what it is. It is. Fresh cup of hydro.
1: Fresh cup of hydro. Pure hydro. Just
0: had an absolute blast rewatching watching Waterworlds. You know, <laughs> you, you go into these with a little bit of trepidation now that we are professionals. Yes. You know, yeah. what am I yeah. going to see that I'm going to go? Up. Exactly. And, you know, we have a little bit now of re- refined palate, if you will. Yeah. And we see uh, mistakes. And did I
1: see mistakes? Sure. We'll there get, are some glaring discrepancies. But holy
0: moly, did I have a good time, right? And now that brings us to present, and I am just pumped. Another another pun, I guess. A water pump. I'm just pumped <laughs> to just uh, pumping urine into us. hydro.
1: Yes, yes. Yep.
0: That's what I'm drinking That's over a here. Great today, metaphor for the movie. Those are the Thanksgiving libations that were yeah. that we're enjoying. <laughs> That's that what this is. Did you ever? Um. Did you way side note? Did you ever see the Dana Carvey stand up special like in the late '90s?
1: Oh, um, maybe
0: he had a line about you
1: cannot pee into a Mr.
0: Coffee and get Taster's <laughs> choice. <laughs> and it's like the number one thing I think of with this movie. Oh, that's and then of fantastic. Course, the cold open of the movie is urine urine. Yeah.
1: Yep. And that's how, um, you know,
0: you're in for a good time.
1: Apparently that was uh, a Kevin Costner. Well, we'll get into it, but apparently that was a Kevin Costner dig at his critics from uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, I want to hear that story.
0: Yep. Well, <laughs> um, Shades, what is your uh history with Waterworld? Uh
1: so my my first encounter with Waterworld, I think I've talked about um my grandma and I were movie buddies. Oh yeah. And this was this was not a movie that we saw together. Mm-hmm. Uh this is this is a movie that escaped me in theaters. So I did not see this movie probably until it was rebroadcast somewhere around nineteen ninety-seven on sci-fi, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was a movie. That was described to me by Graham and and oh, to hear
0: now that is interesting, yeah,
1: and to hear and to hear my grandmother like describe movies um we I would often get like the retelling of a movie and mm-hmm. and, and just be like, okay well, i don't need to see that now, yeah um but the, you know she would often struggle to describe things that were happening, and, yeah. and but I just I remember. I just remember this moment where she was trying to like describe the scene to me, where like they dive underwater and and like go down to the streets of L. A. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and to like my Graham tried to like wrap her brain around that and describe that. I was just like, "What the fuck are you talking about, Graham?" No. Um, and then when I saw the movie, like, oh, oh. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. You were like, this oh, I is, shouldn't have cussed
1: her out. This is, I, I didn't cuss her out, but like my, my grandmother trying to describe like his boat and like, oh, the boat like refining his like urine in, oh, yeah. into water yeah. and, and like where he was, what, what you piece together eventually is that he, you know, he's been getting dirt from the bottom of the ocean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which, which no like living creature could dive that deep, but that's no. besides the point. That's Who okay. cares? That's okay. Um, it, it it was just it just made absolutely and then you see the movie and like, oh no, her her description made perfect sense. It's just yeah. the movie is fucking bonkers. It is. Um it is. So that was my first interaction, was uh my Graham, Philly Petraca, describing Waterworld
0: after she had seen it. And, um, and little-known fact, I mean, those times where she saw a movie and you didn't, and it's very it rare. You, those were that—that that is the true origin of Instagram stories. Oh yes, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they had, they still to, get her. They had to yeah. buy that from you.
1: She, uh, yeah, she, she sold her. She sold the in, intellectual property rights really cheap. We don't, yeah. you know, the residuals are virtually nothing. Yeah. Um, but yes, that is that is the origins of Instagram. Um still we're still very upset about that we're sore about it but uh you know you, you can't stop you can't stop um zuckerberg he gets what he wants yeah and you're not one to hold a grudge anyway so no, no no everyone's no. everyone's off the hook at no, this that point. is that is uh Ooh, another water-based pun you know, it, it is often said that i'm not one to hold a grudge mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If, yeah that'll be on my uh my yeah. tombstone water off he, a duck's back sure if if that duck under is a dumb. bridge or over a dam or wherever the hell water goes. wherever water goes yeah uh, what were we talking about? Right. Uh, so I saw it on. I've only ever seen this movie on TV until we. I watched the Ulysses Cut. Yep. Uh, two nights ago. Awesome. And uh, I fucking love this movie. It's like right up. It's it's mind boggling to me that Kevin Costner made two post apocalyptic <laughs> movies within yep. the span of four years, mm-hmm. and I fucking love them. But I mean, the other thing that we were thinking of doing for this slot was the Postman. Yeah. Yes. Right. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. As it is just as bonkers in its own way. Oh sure. But it's it's basically the same movie but on land. But yeah. Um
0: that's really what Mad Max
1: ripped off. Yes. Right yeah. And I I just, I love this movie. And and I will I will say I probably hadn't seen this movie in conservatively i would say 15 years.
0: Yeah, i was going to say the same thing. It's it's a movie that that it certainly holds a special place in my mind and in my memories, right. but it hasn't been one i have revisited in well over a decade.
1: I don't own this movie. Yeah. I i've never tried to hunt it down. I don't think i've ever rented it. Yeah. I think i've only ever seen it on television and i haven't had a cable subscription in probably close to 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, um, and there are elements of this movie that are just etched into my brain. Yeah, me too. One of them, uh, like the first time we see him, like really like driving the the trimaran, mm-hmm. that scene is etched like with him like holding on to the the helm. Yeah, and yeah. It's like and it's just like shooting oh, across, yeah. it's just the like, it's just across the water. Yeah, etched into my brain. Little known fact that there were two versions of that. They both were seaworthy and sailed, yeah. but the the Every time you see the the trimaran sailing across the waves, it is it was actually a professional built racing trimaran by the company Lagoon, which builds championship trimaran racers. And it's still seaworthy today. Um, We'll talk more about it. But that everything you see that boat do in the movie, it actually did. Including including the transformation. Like they built a second version that didn't sail as well, but mm-hmm. like everything that you see it do, it does. And, and I'll and talk more about it when we get into raves for our um
0: our our more landlocked longtime listeners, our LLLTLs. Um, a, a trimaran. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is a three hold sailing vessel. Yes, like it a is. catamaran is a two hold.
1: Two hold. This is a three hold sailing
0: vessel. Very yes. good. Okay. Excellent. Um, follow up question to our to your history with sure. Um, with water world a little more a little more broad broad here what's your history and thoughts on open water just the ocean
1: I love the ocean um I don't spend a lot of time on it on it ocean. anymore yeah um when I was younger uh I spent every day mm-hmm. at the beach mm-hmm. um in Spring, summer fall or winter Mm -hmm. i was in driving distance of a a beach to my high school and we had an open campus and i spent every single day um from like probably the age of 15 to 18 at the beach very nice um and summer's always i i love the beach and the ocean but i don't i don't uh love it as i prefer the mountains now
0: you know, I am also starting to lean towards the mountains and the woods and the yeah, and the and the leave me alone phases areas.
1: Of, phases of life, yeah, yeah. But uh, how about yourself, Sketch? I have a complicated
0: history with that cruel mistress, the ocean. <laughs> you know, I I I also I I adore it. I, I I boat quite often with my father. I mean, I I'm I'm around the water as much as possible. But I have one of my biggest phobias one of my biggest fears and i don't have many that i would consider like a phobia like but sure deep water like black really? water oh. freaks the bejeebers out of me interesting and uh it doesn't i don't even have to be that far off the coast i mean even if i'm on my boat and we do not go far out on my boat at
1: all i i was gonna ask you this question once in a while but did, did do you guys don't ever take that out into the open water? Really?
0: No. I mean, uh, long-time listeners, you know, I'm in I'm in uh, New England, and uh, really just Long Island Sound is is yeah, where just, I'm going into. So I'm putter,
1: puttering up and down the sound.
0: Yeah, and so we've never taken, and our boat is not an ocean faring vessel at all.
1: But you know, it would do better than some of the the dinghies. That some we of the things we see in world. this movie,
0: yes, it <laughs> it would do better than they should do. Um, well,
1: you know. Depth Center tells me at
0: 30, 40 feet underneath me, I start my my brain starts getting all paranoid on me. Wow. about what's under there and it freaks me out. And then, oh my gosh, one, the one and only time I think I was ever at like open, open sea, like really open sea, was uh when uh when the missus and I did our, our cruise for uh, for our honeymoon. And we had like one day where uh you just didn't even see land at all. And you were just you were just out there and it did was not like do well. overcast. I was fine. Like, I didn't get seasick or anything, but I got, like, you know, my brain yeah. just started going, like, all the haywire on me. Like,
1: oh, what's out there in the What's dark? out
0: there? What's under us? Right. So, I love the water, but at the same time, I got that fear. So, parts of this movie, I can't help but be like, ooh, what's down there? What's down, yeah,
1: <sighs> Spoilers. We're down there.
0: They don't make a big deal about that in this movie. Like, we do not spend a right. whole lot of time underwater in this movie. That's but true. My, we don't. My, my eyes kept kind of drifting downwards. What was that? Yeah. Yeah. What's under there? What's coming what's up? Get, what's get hiding it? Get, what's Mary, hiding get in it the back in the boat. So yeah. the seaweed's <laughs> going to touch your little toesies and it's going to freak you <laughs> out. I'm one of those people.
1: Seaweed's going to touch your toesies. <laughs> I know I there's it. there's
0: got to be a it. name to that. I mean, it's got to be a pretty common enough phobia, like deep water. Longtime listeners, if you know what that official phobia is, I would love to know.
1: Right into the show go with sketch at gmail.com yeah, I would or tweet you know. at go for sketch.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's got to be a real thing. There's got to be other people.
1: Well, I mean, of course, it's a real thing just because we don't know the scientific name of it doesn't mean it's not a real thing.
0: I, I mean, like, it's got to be like it's it's it can't be like an outlier of phobias. It's got to be one of the
1: more common ones. Oh, uh, I just started to Google. What is the fear uh, fear of and what do you think the first thing that came up? Deep waters. Oh,
0: okay. H- Do you
1: want me to tell you what it freak. is? Yeah, sure. Thalassophobia. Ooh, even the name. Thalassophobia. It can include phil- fear of being phil- in deep bodies of water, fear of the vast emptiness of the sea, sea waves, of sea creatures, and a fear of distance from land. Thalassophobia.
0: That's all of them. That's all of them. That's, that all that's the boxes. it. That's mine. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. All right, episode over. I got to go crawl into a corner <laughs> and just give <laughs> her back and forth for a second.
1: Um, I think well, that brings us to history the of this history. movie. Whew, sketch this movie. This movie is fucking bonkers. I tried to distill mm. this like freewheeling, like bananas. Yeah, epic. I, mean, I like I mean, the way you threw you,
0: distill in there too. I mean, we're really you. hitting all the parts of this movie.
1: The the making of this movie, like it has a lot of overtones with with the Odyssey and uh-huh. Helen of Troy, but the making of this movie is a Greek epic unto itself. All right. And um, for the 25th anniversary, Newsweek did an oral history of um, of the movie, and they got. Um, oh, it's uh, the
0: 25th anniversary of this year, isn't it?
1: Yes, 2020. Yeah, it oh, is. Yeah, we they, planned they just that. did this. Uh, we planned they got. It. They got um, Jean Triplehorn, mm-hmm. and um, oh man, I didn't write down her name. I thought I did, but they got Anola. Uh, mm-hmm. It's all grown up now. Uh, oh yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Or, uh, I can't think of her name. And She's they the girl got from
0: uh, Napoleon Dynamite.
1: Correct, yeah. and um, and they got Jack Black. Nice to do. Kevin Kevin Costner was quote unavailable.
0: Mm. Yes, of course he was, and
1: we'll find out why uh, in a minute. But uh, to, to talk about the movie. Yeah. Did and, you guys know Jack
0: Black is in this movie?
1: Jack Black plays uh, a seaplane pilot who's like just a, a blink and you'll miss him in the theatrical cut. But he, yeah. he's got some scenes. He in gets the a Ulysses. little bit more. Yeah. He gets a little yeah.
0: more meat on the bones in the. In the um,
1: movie. This was his fifth movie ever. Oh, wow. And um, <laughs> the very first question they ask is like, is this what you what you're. Um, do people ask you about this movie now? And he's like, and his quote was nailed it this this movie's been dogging me for the last 25 years and and on my tombstone will be jack post-apocalyptic seaplane pilot black perfect yeah it Um, better be at this
0: point now it better
1: be oh my goodness um water i've I've tried to just so check out the newsweek article it is it is highly entertaining and just bonkers and and i guarantee you, you will laugh but uh, I, I cobbled this together from five different sources. Okay. Uh, I think I've got the, the the big, big thing nuggets here. So okay. writers Peter Rader and Bradley Crev- Crevoy came up with the idea for Waterworld in a one-off session where they discussed creating a, quote, Mad Max ripoff on the water.
0: Mm. I, Later, see, I did not know that before I said it. Uh, I did not know that that's the <laughs>
1: Uh Raider wrote the initial script in nineteen eighty six but shelved it until eighty nine when he began shopping it around um, Universal bought it in nineteen eighty nine and then hired david thoy uh to uh kind of rewrite a draft into a cohesive story
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, thoy said he borrowed heavily borrowed quote unquote from Mad Max to The Road Warrior. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's subtle but it's there.
1: It is. Mm-hmm. In 1992, Kevin Costner and director Kevin Reynolds uh signed on to star and direct respectively. It was their fourth collaboration together. They hired Dean Selmer as the director of photography who filmed both Mad Max and The Road Warrior.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So any any similarities and uh and homage and anything that feels like Mad Max or the Road Warrior is because they they borrowed quote yeah. unquote on this movie right down to like the, the crew that shot it
0: yeah yeah Mad Max um, just add water
1: yes, yeah it, it is exactly right down to the point um but it's also kind of um like the the man with no name trilogy mm hmm the spaghetti western, yeah, on the yeah, there's, water.
0: There's a definite western feel to this.
1: There, yeah. yeah, It's it's Mad Max meets Man with No Name, yeah, meets Sequest, meets oh, not really Sequest. Sequest <laughs> is
0: oh.
1: <laughs> we'll always just come back to Sequest. Longtime listeners, the amount of times that Sketch and I are just like hanging out before hitting record. Uh, you know, talking about the episode that we break into a, a Darwin impression and or Sequest comes up is it, it's enough. It's enough that you, we said you had a nickel for every time it happened. You, you'd have some nickels. You could buy a coffee, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, that's like, not a, like nothing. Coffee's coffee. expensive. Like, yeah, fancy, fancy coffee. coffee.
0: And and, and that's uh, also Mocha how you
1: know are That's how you know we're authentic. Iado.
0: Yeah. Are we just are we just talking like Star Wars and like Game of Thrones and like other other the trendy things? No. We're yeah. throwing it back to Sequest on the daily.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, where am I here? Right. Okay. So uh, they they hire the Mad Max film crew. Uh, this movie is coming off of um, Costner's last like big blockbuster movie was uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, mm-hmm. of which he was like categorically panned for because, like, what is Kevin Costner doing out in the w- the woods of? sherwood forest with Mm -hmm. you know not even attempting an english accent i didn't see it um it you know it's it's fun it's fun he he has he has had an interesting career i will say there's something about kevin costner that like he's 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 uh he's in a similar he's had a similar personality career to like um mel gibson but Mm -hmm. not but not like an awful human being.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Has it gone off the deep end to bring it back to water? Sure. Yeah.
1: Like, uh, like, I don't know. There's something about Kevin Costner. I feel like he'd just be like fun to hang out with.
0: I don't know uh, That brings us to ladies and gentlemen, joining us via
1: Kevin Costner.
0: Oh, he was not available.
1: No, he was not available. Uh, The shoot uh, was intended for 75 days. Mm Hmm. And, um, before embarking on the project, uh, Kevin Reynolds reached out to Steven Spielberg about whether or not he should shoot on the open water, uh, because he had shot jaws. And that was really like the last movie that was really shot on open water. Yeah. Yeah. Which should say something. Yes. And, uh, Spielberg said, and I quote, you could, I'll never do it again, but you could. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they decided to do it. And He went back to Universal and said, you know, we're going we're gonna to shoot on the water. Everything's going to be on the open water. And the head of Universal said, okay, but you have to stay on schedule and budget.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they did.
1: The act. Okay. So the shoot was intended for 75 days, but ballooned to 157 days. Wow. Of which Costner was on set for all. Of the filming. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, he did not miss a day. Well, good for him. Um, their, their floating Atoll set was destroyed twice by Ooh. a hurricane and had to be rebuilt. Yikes. Costner almost died when he became tied to the rigging of the trimaran and pulled out into the open sea, needing to be rescued by two production choppers. Wow. As production dragged on, Reynolds famously quit the production. Oh, wow. Um, so around day 140, mm-hmm. Kevin Reynolds quit. Okay. Um, largely because as the production dragged on, Costner became more and more dissatisfied with the story and became more involved with production, demanding a massive rewrite mid-production. Mm. Um, the, the rewrite penned by uh, a very green Jaws Whedon, who regrets the 21 days he spent on set in Hawaii to this day. Wow. They they filmed the whole thing on the Big Island and and Maui. Everyone was involved. Yeah, this movie was crazy. Um, So Reynolds quit after the last uh, rewrite, and basically... Costner finished directing and then edited the movie himself.
0: Ooh, wow. Okay.
1: So the original cut of the movie was supposed to be two hours and 25 minutes, and mm-hmm. Costner cut it down to the one hour, wow. one and a half hour mark. Largely so he, because he was
0: very invested in this.
1: He was very invested in it. And he he the the problem he had with the script is that the the Mariner is he's an anti-hero, mm-hmm. which was not
0: not not yet a very it was uh, not yet not a, a very thing not a, a thing. commonplace thing
1: yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and the the movie was much more as we saw in the ulysses cut it was much more about like global warming and the environment and allegories for what we were doing to the planet spoilers we're boned yeah um i think most so of us co- have got
0: that now i think we're co- catching on.
1: most of us yeah long time listeners are you
0: just open your blinds look out the window
1: don't refrigerate your tomatoes don't guys do not refrigerate your tomatoes and that (laughs) is cut there and that
0: is we're opening that up to mean a whole lot of things Uh, yeah
1: don't refrigerate your tomatoes yeah um where the fuck was that right okay so costner edited the movie himself yep reynolds still gets a directing credit for it but you know when you when the when they go back and, and talk to the cast kevin costner uh it's it's debatable how much Reynolds was actually in c- control of by like day a hundred on the set. Mm-hmm. Um, famously, uh, Dennis Hopper, who we've talked about on the show before, who's n- you know n- infamous for like screaming at production, had had was just a joy to work with on this production. Oh, nice!
0: He must be a water guy; like he just likes being on the water.
1: Well, um, oh. when when Triple Horn remarked that she couldn't wait for the production to be over. Hopper replied with, "Quote, oh no, you want this to go on forever," mm-hmm. unquote. And when you think about it, they were stuck in Hawaii, yeah, like in like beautiful weather, getting yeah. paid to sometimes you know just muck about, yeah. Um, so uh, Dennis Hopper was like, everyone just has like wonderful, glowing things to say about Dennis Hopper, oh, that's like great. teaching them to play poker and telling jokes and getting morale up
0: and this is post right? mario right cuz mario brothers this is post mario was... brothers
1: i have a question big question about that later too um dennis hopper i mean basically playing the same character oh yeah he's king Koopa. As, he's king Koopa. on royal he didn't yeah. have to work mm-hmm. very hard um as the planned 3 month shoot turned into 7 hopper remarked oh, oh no you don't want this to ever end um sketch I I can't tell you when filming began. I can't tell you when it wrapped. Um, okay. the the movie premiered in uh, June of 1995. Okay, they they basically finished editing this movie uh, the week before it premiered because
0: mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. uh, there was just so much footage to come through. Big and Hollywood big,
0: blockbuster. Or they big Hollywood
1: blo- blockbuster. The original budget sketch. Was for seventy five million dollars. How much do you think this movie cost?
0: Oh, um, so you're saying seventy five million is what yeah. they were originally given? Yes, I'll go with a um, hundred and forty five million.
1: That's a great guess, sketch. It cost the final price tag was a hundred and seventy five million dollars not, not too far off in 1995 when you adjust for inflation would you like to guess how much this money oh cost? i
0: have no idea what isn't what has is inflation done over the years it's are cheaper now is that what it is nine percent so what is it now like like 300
1: uh yeah exactly it cost 300 million 300 300 wait a minute 300 million four hundred and three thousand eight hundred and seven dollars. Wow. Wow. Every penny that went into the it CGI was the most monster. expensive movie ever, ever made. Oh, wow. And part of me thinks that it's still the most expensive movie ever made at three hundred and four million dollars. Wow. Adjusted. Yeah. It's less than Justice League. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's less than Endgame.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, it's yeah. more than it's more than Justice League and more than Endgame. It's, right, right, right. It might still be the most expensive ever made. Wow. Um, this movie was the Justice League of its day. It was maligned and panned by critics before it ever premiered, um, largely be- because uh, like they just liked to go after Kevin Costner. Similarly to the way that the press went after um, Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. For taking on Batman, it, the the comparisons are are very similar. Um, Kevin Costner did has had never given an interview to Newsweek since 1995 because oh. uh, he talked about it in an interview on CNN once because quote they printed a rumor that that I he Kevin Kevin Costner had demanded that they use CGI to cover his balding plate, which was which was just. Which was just ridiculous. And he wasn't upset with them for, um, he was upset with them, not because they said it, but because they reprinted it from, from some other like trash source. Yeah. Uh, And they didn't cite a source and he he quote called Newsweek trash for doing it. And he's never given an interview to Newsweek since. And I, I think like we can look back on it and say like, the technology just wasn't there for no, them. No, I was going to gonna say.
0: I mean, what do you, what do you think? Do you think they did? Absolutely not. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, and, look, and you I will can just see say, every effect in this movie,
1: you can see every single effect, and and some of the effects are just don't hold up well, and it's the limitation of the age, and others of the effects are like fantastic for mm-hmm. for that time and place. But there's no way no. that they would have been able to use no. mm-hmm. CGI and and also to like. If they did, well, money poorly spent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just bonkers. Um, so this movie was like maligned uh, when, from the moment it came out. Sketch, how much do you think the movie grossed? That's original run. Um,
0: so I don't think it did well in theaters. I it think it's, it's, it's known as, as a not. It didn't make a lot of money. Um, or, or lost money. Um, interestingly, as I told real life people that we were going to do Waterworld, way more people than I would have expected never even heard of the movie before. Really?
1: And I was like, "You've never That's seen man. nor heard of Waterworld before." That's shocking to me. Uh, so that, it's, on, it's on TV twice it's tomorrow. On the TV How did like?
0: Ah. Um. So that that leads me to believe that it did not become the cultural phenomenon no uh, that some of these other properties did okay cost 175 you said i it will cost say cost
1: 175 million dollars
0: i what will else? say uh 215 million
1: 215 million Is my Did guess. you look this up
0: i swear to god i did not i in swear it, to god i did in, not
1: it eventually made $264.2 million. Oh, okay. i the ballpark. It took, a, it took a while to do that. Its yeah. opening weekend, it made $21 million. Ooh. It only grossed $88 million domestic. Ooh, this movie was huge in, in Europe. They fucking loved this movie. It made $175 million internationally. Wow. It made $88 million. Wow. domestically and that was over its entire 22 week run plus a re-release um and it eventually did make money with dvd sales apparently it's a very like it gained a cult following yeah um this movie is so interesting to me sketch because it's it's basically like a 1960s b movie
2: mm-hmm.
1: with like an a-list the probably biggest actor in the world in 1995 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um a, a monumental budget the practical effects and sequences in this movie are are just like unfathomable
0: another good one man we're but just yeah. knocking them out with this episode
1: and like this was probably the last movie of its kind yep. ever made yeah Um. Bec- very quickly we move into does everything feel like an CG. old
0: Hollywood movie
1: yes. right doesn't it
0: mm-hmm. um, in a good way yep
1: interestingly enough um, two years later Titanic would use one of the the they did do some like reshoots in which they like built giant tanks mm-hmm. uh, they did use it two years later for Titanic yeah. like some of the tanks that they built out in San Diego
2: okay.
1: all right but um, which which you could argue that maybe Titanic was like the last movie of this kind like an yeah. old timey like big Hollywood Titanic photo. was great too I was just thinking about Titanic the other day. It had its moments. Yeah,
0: a very different movie. yeah.
1: But, uh, like, you know, just the number of extras that were in this movie for cannon fodder. um, Like, they would just do that with CG. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much CG. This this movie movie would be 100% filmed on a green screen today if they were going to make it. Yeah. And just wouldn't look. It just wouldn't look as good.
0: No, it would not. No, no. They would like Sky Captain in the world of tomorrow. This movie. Oh, if they were to like remake.
1: it, We have to do. Let's put a pin in that. Okay. Sky, Sky Captain. Captain in the oh, world my of tomorrow. goodness. Sure. sure. Long time. Oh, look forward to it. We, we should do that movie. Oh, wait, wait. Some they. It's already. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, really? oh, I would love to do that movie. Look, I would love to said, do that this movie. is our
0: podcast. We can do whatever we want.
1: That's true. Okay. We whatever would, we want. Let's put a pin in that. I would All love right. to do. It's Sky Commander, right? or is it sky captain. S- I thought it was sky captain, but Sky Captain, you're right. Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Oh my goodness. Uh we're Oh, scores. All important internet scores. IMDb gives this movie a 6.2, Rotten Tomatoes 46% critic score, 43% fan score. Wow. Who Rotten Tomatoes? I looked it up. Metacritic gave this movie a 56. We don't we fucking buried Metacritic.
0: Yeah. Metacritics trying to crawl back. They're trying to crawl back. Not with this movie, they're not.
1: Gonna. 87% of Google reviewers like this movie. Mm-hmm. Sketch. I gave this movie an 87.5. Ooh, we're going decimals now. And I thought about it. I bumped it up to a 92. Whoa! I bumped it up that. to a 92. Look. I, I was like, I was very critical of this movie. I have some legitimate rants. Yeah. And I looked at my rants and I said, uh I looked at my rants. I looked at my raves. I had more rants than raves. I said, I don't fucking care. This movie was fun. I gave it a 92. Yeah, good. Good on you. What did you give this movie?
0: I had a very similar experience. I, I scored it first and then I did all my rants and raves. And then I was like, wow, I have a lot of raves. I mean, a lot of rants for a movie that I'm giving such a high score, but F it. I, I loved this movie. Like, the I'm, same not, thing. I'm not going to go back and change it. I gave it a 94.
1: Oh, right, well, look at I, that. I, I mean, y- y- long time listeners, we
0: don't discuss our scores no, before we, we, we get on the air. Um, The credits roll and you got a
1: grin on your face. I right. Mean, right. It's just so gosh darn fun. And 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 the credits roll and you got a grin on your face in, in the Ulysses cut spoilers. They like pull out. They like hard, hard uh zoom in, hard mm-hmm. cut in onto a plaque that says yep. like Hillary and uh like Edward Hillary uh stood on this spot in 1953. They're standing on Mount, Mount Everest. Everest. And you can't help but be like, ah, of course they are. Drop What's left dry maybe, land and water maybe, world. Maybe we should say just a, just a little, just
0: a drop of 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 the plot for people who have not seen this. Now, oh, that I know sure, that a lot sure, of people sure. haven't seen this. So. It's a post-apocalyptic world. The uh, ice caps have melted.
1: Yes. The year is 2,500. Okay. That was going to be one of my big questions. 2,500. The movie take takes place, place in 2,500.
0: Okay. So it's 500 years from now. The The polar ice caps have melted, covering the earth and water.
1: 70, the sea levels rose uh, 700 feet.
0: There, it had to be more than that if it's, if it's only leaving um, Everest.
1: Seven thousand feet. It's
0: a lot, a lot. Seventy thousand feet. You see it. You see it flood in the opening seconds of the they, movie.
1: They they tell you like what the sea level rise is. Yeah. Well, um, all that's left of
0: mankind are like these scrappy little survivors that are like either just floating along on these atolls, like these little floating fortresses, or you got like drifters on. Vessels, or you got pirates, Jet skis, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the, apparently you got slavers, although they're not really in the movie.
1: But everything is like what's uh, sub- floating. Everything is floating. There is no land. There's no, no dry land. land. No, the everything three... is water.
0: Hence the name of the movie, water world Oh, and by the way, if you like movies where they say the title of the movie in the movie, have we got a the, movie for you.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the three most valuable resources are, excuse me, are paper, yep, dirt, yeah, and pure hydro, yeah, distilled um, water
0: and uh we have uh kevin costner's character a drifter the mariner the mariner he has no name he has no name which i like i do like that and uh he kind of uh happens upon this uh this woman and her adopted daughter who who uh promise they can find the mythical land. Dry land, or the believed to be mythical. Well, uh, no,
1: land. no, no, no. They don't promise that they can. Fi- no, no, no. That's, no,
0: no, that's no, no. The setup. They 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 believe it exists. The oh, mariner, yes, the mariner says, "Yeah, I can get you. There. I can
1: take you there." Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that because he had the 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 dirt. Yeah.
0: Spoiler alert. He, he shows just, up to their age dirt.
1: He's just going to sell them into slavery.
0: Yes. Um. But they have no choice but to leave because pirates have attacked their fortress. The the cousins. The cousins. I like the, the smokers. Cousins. The smokers are the the pirates. church.
1: The church of, Saint uh, no, no, it's the church of, um, eternal growth, or I wrote it down. Uh, Den- Dennis um...
0: Hopper's church. Imagine Dennis Hopper leading a congregation of sweaty, oily people.
1: <laughs> no women, just sweaty, no, no, oily they guys. There were women, were there? there? Oh, yeah. I oh, I didn't know. They were
0: some, that. I mean, everyone looked the same, but they were like some grungy. Like the people rowing, and the even the people who were firing on Costner at the end of the movie. Yeah, it was a. Okay,
1: I missed that. I missed
0: that. Yeah, it was a a full,
1: just like fully inclusive group there. Spoilers: They're sailing around Mm -hmm. on the rusting hulk of the Exxon Valdez. Yeah. Uh, the engine doesn't work anymore. They row it like Like a row like like an old
0: Greek vessel. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: and and they are literally cutting up pieces of this sh- there are like giant hunks of the ship that are missing because yep. they've been cutting pieces of it up and melting them down to make bullets Bullets, yeah Um, the math checks out the, there the <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll get there so anyway this little girl the, I think
1: a, it's the church of eternal growth
0: it, that sounds right this little girl has this or tattoo on her back that, like that promises to, to lead towards this dry land but no one can read it and, uh, and the basically, church of eternal growth it's the story of them um, trying to outrun the pirates that are down uh, for out to kill them. Yes. Um, the, the woman's um, continuous hope that there is a place of dry land. And uh, the mariners uh, eventual turn to also believing that there is dry land, dry land and that these lives need to be protected. Yes. And that's it. I mean, that's all, that's all you need to know. St. Joe will get and then, there. Spoiler alert, they find the dry land at the end yeah. and in the it's, extended cut, you find it's out it's, it's, it's Mount it's Everest. The, it's just the tippity top of Mount Everest. The sweet, sweet caressing waves of the ocean have washed away all of those corpses. And it's just a lush forest. No, 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 no,
1: no, no. The, the corpses are still there.
0: The corpses are still there. No, I mean the corpses of the climbers who have died oh everest. yeah
1: sure yeah yes, yeah no yeah, the yeah, little yeah. girl's no.
0: parents are stone cold dead and
1: well, when the when the when the ice caps melted they they washed washed them away the yeah they're yeah they're long gone they are and but they're sources yeah long time listeners uh spoilers for climbing mount everest you, yeah, you don't use do the frozen bodies of people who have died on everest as, as landmarks as, as landmarks yeah. and uh, the most famous one is green boots look mm-hmm. it up yeah look nope. it up
0: green boots no. that is don't another guy go- why are we dipping into my fears? This is another
1: thing that terrifies me. You have, will, to, you have to climb over them in your ascent because they're just stuck on the mountain forever.
0: I literally, if I have trouble sleeping at night, sometimes it's because I'm thinking about all the dead bodies on Mount Everest. I'm not really? even effing making that up. It creeps Sketch. the
1: shit out of me. Wow. Ugh. Just don't do it, guys. Things that you have no control over. Sketch. There are pictures. Just look at there them. Are. There, there are. There There. There it yeah. is. Any green, green boots. Oh, oh gosh. Don't can, Google it. Don't it's haunting. It. It's, it is haunting. That's what I'm I mean. getting. All right, let's
0: get it to some official, uh, rants and raves. We're very close
1: movie. to ranting and raving.
0: Let's, let's start, let's start with the good. Let's start with the raves.
1: Okay. You want to start sketch?
0: Yeah, I'll start. I'll start with the big overarching one. The, the attention to detail in world building in this movie is phenomenal. I mean, it should be, it should be watched as an example of world building and then, and then using such fine detail work in production value, because like they come up with this system of, of what is valuable, what is not valuable. They come up with, you know, these people in the, the A told they they're, they're cutting hair because that's what right. they're using to make cordage right. and all of their clothes. You can tell are like made out made of like these kind hair. of strings. Yep. Um, the the smokers all have
1: rigging on the ship oh yeah
0: yeah and 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 the smokers have these uh you know like just passed down for generations like what's right. left of like leather leather right. goods that they've pilfered over the years um the mariner ship is like this amalgamation of all of these like cultures because he's found these old national geographics right. and he's like he's learned from quote-unquote ancient civilizations on like right. what to do like
1: right, right. like he speaks
0: portugreek he speaks Portuguese. uh like everything is just oh like so much of the story like the fine detail of the story is like just tight like it's just like things lead well into the other there's a lot of callbacks in the movie especially when you watch yeah. the three hour version um there are some gaping holes sure but like someone sat down and put a lot of thought into the way this world worked
1: strong agree sketch i'm going to piggyback back off that my first rave is that this movie is just visually stunning Mm -hmm. so much of the special effects work holds up Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm sorry the visual effects work holds up some of the special effects don't the practical effects are just like they're probably the the one of the best of all time the practical effects in this movie yeah and and just the like you said the attention to detail um with the world building but then also like whoever the prop master was on yeah. this this movie deserves a fucking oscar yes like deserves a, a, an academy award just for like keeping track of props mm-hmm. like keeping track of wardrobe and, and and like so often in movies like someone's wearing like a digital casio watch yeah or and the, like it, it like the whole thing falls down it breaks the illusion and it's just like wow it's tight like, it is so tight it, it, there are so many callbacks there there you know there's no like some random guy just like wearing a black t-shirt in the background yep. as often happens like you see now on the internet Paul pointed out all the time and there are a movie. lot of stuff
0: extras there's, there's there's a lot of opportunity are, for these
1: kind of things to happen yes and it just it doesn't and it and doesn't happen the sets like yeah the sets are made. i forgot like when they go into the hall of the exon valdez and he likes yeah. they have like the fire poles it's like oh, yeah. it's very like west side story almost <laughs> like the way they slide down into like something out of like 1960s theater almost yep. about it and just like the choreography of like they're driving cars inside the ship and then and like ah, and, and you you know those are all like sets in Burbank somewhere like they're oh, yeah. not like that was the Exxon Valdez is one of the pure like CG shots like mm-hmm. pr- primitive it was actually it was probably like a, almost stop motion it wasn't CG
0: yeah it almost felt yeah like miniatures
1: it was like or something or like it was a picture and then they like yeah overlaid the effect on I don't know the way they used to do that but it was just it, the the continuity to like from filming things out on the open ocean to then go back into a soundstage somewhere and yeah. and like film those interiors man like this it's just a beautiful movie the cinematography is beautiful like there are jet skis and water skiing and jumps and seaplanes and gadgets and it and it all works yeah, yeah. so beautifully and and like you said the world building it, it just all dovetails so perfectly with the aesthetics of of what they were trying to do and i'm gonna i'm gonna leapfrog
0: yet again okay off you i'm gonna throw into there the costume designers and the makeup artists yeah because like Videos. Dennis
1: Hopper's missing a fucking eye, he, and it the,
0: looks the ridiculous of him not having an eye. Looks fantastic. It
1: does. It does. It the eye looks amazing. so comical, and that's the image you always see. But it was supposed yeah. to look comical, and then his like just gaping eye. Yeah, when socket, you see the injury. holy shit the way like the way it stitched back together
0: and then like you such clear but but but, i mean you could argue subtle i mean i didn't notice them as a kid but like the clear differences between these various groups like the smokers and and the atoll livers and, and the drifters like their costuming their their clothing the way they look is really dependent on these these incredibly finite resources that they have available right and like it's just consistent like, you you never catch an, an, an atoll, like, villager right, wearing right, anything right. other than what they would have access to. You right. know, you never see that. And, like, you believe, and maybe hearing how long production goes on lends to this as well, but as far as, like, the makeup effects go for these people, you believe these people have been at sea their entire lives. Yes. They are, they are, um you know, like, sun-baked, and they, the, the, their eyes... They have like the lines on the side, you know, like yes. the, the squint, lines, the squint in, lines, in
1: the sunburn. I mean, oh, um, it's great. It is. Exceptional. I've got to look up. her. I've got to look up her name because uh, I'm going to keep calling her Anola. Enola. Yeah. Um,
0: the little girl, little girl, with the tattoo on her back.
1: Yes. Um, Tina. Uh, Tina Marino. Um, tells the story about how they would if you know, she does not tan. So they like had to they like had to put makeup on her scalp. Wow, um, you know they had yeah. to paint the tattoo on her back every single day. Yeah, uh, and then like just to make them look sunburnt, like they they that's crazy. Yeah, that like they would they would up the applied makeup. You know, and she's you know got braided hair at one point, and then they like chop her hair off, and it.
0: And she looks like young Annika Skywalker. Looks, she does but look like young Annika Skywalker. Her, I yes. was like, this I'm getting strong Annika Skywalker vibes from her.
1: Ah, they just did such a great job. And um
0: at no point in this movie do I feel like, oh, I'm watching actors um who who have been shipped into a set and are are I always felt like these people have always been at Ocean. Always. Strong agree. And that's just those that's all those visuals, all those visuals, the costuming, the makeup, the sets, the props, all of it. They ran a tight ship as far as that stuff goes. Strong agree. And so that's without a doubt my my biggest rave for this movie. And I think I think even if you're not interested in seeing this movie. Because the plot doesn't interest you, or you don't like Kevin Costner, or you heard it was bad, or whatever. I definitely think it is worth watching at least parts of this movie if you are into like the craft of making movies.
1: Yeah, I'll second that. Yeah, and it's just fun. It it's is just fun. a fun what, movie. You, you
0: guys don't like good times? Come on. I'm talking um, to the critics of the mid '90s, guys. Not you guys. We can love. you. I your take kills. one here, sketch? Yeah, of course. Uh, the trimaran. Oh my gosh! We I didn't have, write that in my notes because I knew you were going to take it, and I love that is, goddamn
1: boat. Uh, we often talk about how we're a sucker for a ship. Yeah. Oh my goodness! This is a vessel for the ages, mm-hmm. and I just I love that it's not just a prop. I love yep. that both the the hero ship mm-hmm. with all the gadgets, and like I love that even the hero ship was able to sail under its own power, not as mm-hmm. well. Um, like when you see this ship for the first time. And like it, the way they've crafted it, it the, it's perfectly blending form and function for a one man crew. Mm-hmm. And we're like, when you look at all like the bizarre rigging and everything that's like been done to it, yeah, it's for it's a ship that should be crewed by like like six to twelve people, mm-hmm. and one person has to control yep. it. And and the modified. way they worked that out and the materials that they use to do it are just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, like all the different levers and pulley systems. And it, you know, it has like this egg beater windmill to like supply power so it can like drive when there's no wind. Uh, and, and then like this, the mast is hidden in the, the central, all uh, oh, like of the, pylon. Sh- yeah, and yeah the, like the main hull, like the the main, main, and it, yep. like opens up, and it like it ascends to full rigging on its own. All of that worked.
0: You got your emergency um, mast, or yeah. like your emergency sail that you could pull out. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's it's, it's definitely great. I'm just uh, you know consistently. Both ships have been uh, you know the the original, the that was a actual racing ship. Um, I can remember going to Universal Studios Florida in 1998, mm-hmm. and it was it was sitting there in the lagoon. That's awesome. Like they have, you know, they have this lagoon at Universal Studios, and it was it was sitting there. not in particularly good shape, as many of the, the vehicles are at uh, Universal. But, it's but that's okay because that fits for the for the did. movie. But it, I mean it it looked exactly like it did in the movie. But it's been completely restored. Oh, that's great. It is uh, a a racing it is a racing trimoran again. And the prop ship that has been retrofitted into a full-time sailing, you know, they dismantled a lot of the effect and turned it into also a racing vessel. And you can tell the prop ship from the racing ship because the, the masts are slightly different
2: Mm -hmm.
1: because the prop ship still has like the, at the top of the mast still had that, like, um, like that star pattern for all of the rigging Mm -hmm. materials, yeah. Even though they're not hooked up to anything for the masts to auto-ascend anymore. It still has that. So you can tell the two of them apart. Um the 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 sailing ship is called the L'Oreal. Oh. That's beautiful. Yeah. What does that mean? That's something in French. Mm. Well,
0: I'll give you this one, French. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you this one.
1: Um, but man, I mean the, it's just it's just a beautiful ship. And I've always like If I were to ever to own a boat, that's like I think that would be such a cool thing too. Because like you're when you're sailing, you're you know the netting, it's just ocean underneath. Just under
0: it terrifies me a little bit, but it's also beautiful.
1: Beautiful, yeah.
0: Um, Let me ask you a question that you might not know the answer to, but it won't stop you from answering. So I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, Kevin Costner doing this movie. Did he have a stunt double for doing all of this, like jumping around the ship and like rigging it and everything? Because he, he was had, incredibly believable doing it.
1: He, he had a stunt double, yeah. but Kevin Costner did a remarkable amount of his own stunts. And his stunt man was actually lost at sea at one point. Ooh. Um, they they lost. They lost. Well, the, he, they recovered him, but he was lost at sea for like a week. Okay. Well, filming me. Uh, yeah, That's they, impressive. They to, yeah. There should be
0: a goddamn movie about the making of this goddamn know, movie. There should be. There really should be.
1: Kevin Costner, like, because because today they could just you know CGI. They could pull a Return of Xander Cage and just mm-hmm. like get some guy skateboarding down a hill and just you know deep fake Vin Diesel's head onto him and make yeah. it look like he's skateboarding down a mountain. But like, you you can't fake that back in the day, and camera angles will only do so much. Like you can clearly see Kevin Costner jumping around this yeah. ship um, and uh, you know he he got trapped in the rigging of of the trimaran and almost yep. died like yeah. it, he Just it's not an exaggeration. This, he almost he got like craft. literally tied into the rigging and the ship was blown out to sea Um, almo- almost died filming this movie so he did do a number of his own stunts um, most famously the the last sh- like hero shot where he like zip lines mm-hmm. down then kevin costner did that stunt
0: I I will I will preface this by saying even though earlier I said um I spent a lot of time on my boat with my father we're not sailors we're 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 motor boaters and yeah. I do not know how to sail although I I think it's a it's an art form to watch I've it does I've always wanted properly. to learn how to sail yeah and I be, I I always I believed I 100% it believed it. yeah I I didn't think like it was ever like all right now I now I turn this crank and then and then and then I I pull this rope and then I like right. He was going through. He like, knew exactly where to, to go. Yeah,
1: yes. there was. A, there were, And th- that goes back to like how like tight this movie is that. Yeah, yeah they had worked out the mechanics of that ship like yeah. precisely. And there's that scene where they have to like transfer the weight like the the smokers are coming at them with a net to try yeah. and net the ship so it can't yep. get away. And and like, you know, as these trimorans racing us to pull a tight turn. You shift the weight of the boat and actually bring, you know, half of it out of the water
0: yep. on the pontoon. Um,
1: yeah. And you and you you believe that, like, he's got this worked out and knows exactly what to do. Now, I'm sure for those, like, super wide angles where the boat is just like sailing on the open seas, I'm sure that's a stunt double. Oh, yeah. i going to, like, leave Kevin Costner on. The I'm boat talking about himself. those
0: scenes, though, of hit, like where but it's those
1: cool. close ups. Yeah. I, yeah, I would I would say Kevin Costner conservatively did like in a similar way to Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. who like always insists on like unless the studios like we're not going to bond you for this, yeah, like you you have you have to use a stunt double. Kevin Costner, um, uh, Harrison Ford does his own stunts. Yeah, um, famously, like he you know he's he's broken bones, like in serious injuries doing his own stunts over the years. I, I think Costner. I don't think he phoned it in.
0: Yeah, I, I I feel very strongly that the sailing was very believable, and I'm, and you know of course that's probably made um it's it's helped by the fact that this is a fantasy ship and it and it sails unlike anything real. I but will I'd further that. It. Yeah,
1: I, I also completely believed believed it, and I will further say that uh, Kevin Costner was very believable. In mm-hmm. like I and I have a rant that kind of contradicts this later, but like I one hundred percent believed that Kevin Costner was a seafaring mariner. Um oh, yeah. and and like if they if they did this movie today, it would like the mariner would be played by like Henry Cavill, mm-hmm. like with an extra 150 pounds of muscle on him and his shirt would be off the whole time. Yeah. And like kudos to Kevin Costner for like you you believe that he was like in a similar way that like Will Smith did like I am legend and like lived that lifestyle. It's like live in a post apocalyptic world and yep. make you believe it when you looked at him I I 100% believe that Kevin Costner was just like out on the ocean by himself surviving like off of whatever scraps he had like eating limes to prevent scurvy which was yep. like, again attention to detail attention to detail like, they did it fucking brilliant um yeah I, and I I love that he like wasn't like the shirtless action hero mm-hmm. um of that era because, you know The the other end of the the spectrum with movies like this is like your Stallone and your Schwarzenegger movies that are like over the top, like, quote unquote, toxic masculinity of just like muscles and guns and 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 like catchphrases. And I really appreciated um, the work that that he did to the character that that he created there. Yeah, that it was like it was believable that if you're going to be out in the sun all day on a, on a ship, and and like to to be lithe and, uh, ah, yeah. and you're you know, welcome and, and fluid and Ooh, another and, one, man uh, you know out in the sun like yeah drowning that's, in buns you you can't you've got to be able to move around quick yep. and, and like flexible and 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 protected from the sun and everyone's starving too I mean right. everyone is starving. everyone. So you know, you're not gonna have your
0: big muscle heads in this movie. No. And um
1: But if they shot it today, they would.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. Like
1: it would be like Chris it, Helmsworth shirtless. It's refreshing. Oh yeah. Any of
0: the big Hollywood Chris's. Yeah. But they, they'd toss any big Hollywood Chris into this movie.
1: I mean, g- give it another I think say like, give it another year and like Chris Evans will be remaking this movie. Okay. Right.
0: Will we see it? Yes. Probably. Will we pick it apart? Probably. You think Kevin Cosner will be? Involved,
1: I think he'll produce it. Exactly, and produce maybe. And
0: George Clooney will be played. I mean, paid. Sketch, <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you just, take a rave? What a contract that man has. Okay, um, I the the first major action action scene where the smokers attack the the Atol, and it's like a twenty minute long action scene. Yep. That is gold standard action scene. Yeah, strong there, agree. There is nothing to change about it. There's nothing to take out of it. It's perfectly paced. It, yep. it escalates fantastically. Every every character, every player in this movie has a role to play during that scene. Yep. It is just a perfectly executed action scene. Strong agree. I, I mean, there's like nothing else to say about it other than it is just so gosh darn good.
1: And it's not gratuitous. Everything no. that happens has a purpose. Yeah. and it's, and and it's you got these so long, well laid out
0: long cuts that like pan from one side of the thing to the other exactly So much is going on
1: there are not there are there aren't a lot of quick cuts they're like long lens action shots which is something else you don't see very often in in movies like this anymore
0: so similarly to what i said we're like you could watch this movie and study it for like its production value of all these details you you can watch that 20 minute action scene and just be like here you go this is fantastic action scene
1: well it's interesting i mean that's basically what the stunt show is we're about to watch that is, is true. that opening sequence yeah 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 and it's it's you know at, i've seen a lot of stunt shows in my time at, at amusement park sketch yeah the, no, Bat- the batman I've stunt said show the miami vice stunt show the yeah. indiana jones stunt show star yeah. wars stunt show the, you know i've seen I've seen a lot i've seen a fair share of stunt shows this one is worth waiting in the line sketch yeah
0: as we have been Yes, as we have been, and we will continue to. Yeah,
1: you got a you got a uh, a rave. Uh, I I do. Uh, uh, Jean Triplehorn, Helen. Oh yeah, Helen was great. She deserves some kind of award. Mm-hmm. She was fucking fantastic. And you know, again, we keep not to not to dig at Wonder Woman, but the thing with Wonder Woman was like we've never seen this before. Talk about like a strong, well, yeah, powerful, like the female lead that doesn't is not in need of rescuing she's smart she's crafty she's like she has both physical and like emotional strength um and and really holds the whole thing together like there, she is she is the if not she's not the elected leader of the atoll, but she's she's she runs the store she keeps the peace yeah. she's like the sensible person in their society yeah Just, what a well crafted role and
0: you and, know, you touched, what you touched upon that. There are so many of these these older properties now that I'm that I'm uh, taking in either with fresh eyes or that I've never seen before, and I keep seeing these roles pop up, and yeah. I'm like, they are out there, yep. like they there there are these fantastically written characters yep. like Helen, and also I will uh, I'm going to also go ahead and say um, that Tina, I did not remember she's. Sniv. so good in this movie um and and again maybe it's because you know i never saw all of the parts of the of the 30 minute cut right um i mean the the three hour cut three hour cut but uh she plays in it way more than i thought i remember her and she she holds her own against all of these big Acting adults. Are One of my
1: all favorite scenes is uh when at the end of the movie when she's paired with Gerard Murphy who plays mm-hmm. Nord. They were fantastic off of Which each other. Nord, the the like the big blonde haired guy okay. with yep. his stockpile mm-hmm. of uh, mm-hmm. extra hold hairspray. Yeah, wherever yeah. he was getting it from. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like off of Dennis Hopper and Gerard Murphy Murphy yeah. Deacon and Nord. She, like the three of them together were some of the best scenes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. She was fantastic. So often like you see a child and you're a child actor and you're just like uh
0: yeah, yeah, it's like okay, let's let's see him not let's not hear him in this movie. Fan-tastic. She delivers. She delivers.
1: Um and you know, really like standing up to the mariner who yep. is like planning to at, at first drown her, yep. Then sell her. Mm-hmm. Um and then leave her for dead.
0: Um, I mean that that I mean you're leading me right into the next thing uh, that I was going to say. Take it away. And there are no kid gloves in this movie. Like like None. this is one of the only children in the movie, and it's and it's the child that we see the most of with the you know no contest, and everyone treats her like shit. And listen, do I want do I want that? We talked about this way back in Titans. Do I want? that happening to children no i don't no. want that happening to children if you're giving me a post-apocalyptic goddamn wasteland in the water where only the strong and ruthless survive no one is going to be nice to a kid and guess what in this movie no one is nice, no to, one the is kid. nice to the kid the, the hero is shitty to her the villain is shitty to her they Correct. push her around they push her in the water they toss her over here that doesn't it, does he does he hit her? Or did no, he hits he, Helen. He, he hits pushes, Helen and he shoves her he shoves, shoves her, her into her
1: the down. water and she can't swim. Yeah. And he doesn't jump in to help her. No. He does turn the boat around yeah. eventually. But he he it's a actively safe. tries to kill her. And that is
0: thank you. Thank you Waterworld because that right? helps me believe in this story, in the fact that, you know, Dennis Hopper hey, hey is is not going to have a soft spot for kids. Oh no. no! Don't don't hurt the kid. Don't hurt the right. kid. I mean, for a while it's don't hurt the kid because the kid's the one who knows the way and has the the map on their back. Don't shoot at the hell. Right. But, but then it's then like Skinner and we'll lay it. Skinner flat will yeah yeah. Like they treat her the way I believe this world would treat children. Right. And, and it's I, not, and not I like a them.
1: and it's not like a Walking Dead like oh, I'm going to kill the kid. No, no, no. Might, might get bit. It's yep. like, oh no, this is there's real jeopardy here, and and mm-hmm. at any moment, any of these people could cause her death, mm-hmm. and probably will.
0: People well, she lives with want want like the whole right. atoll wants her out. Give them to the smokers if Not dead. Yeah, I mean, give her, give her to them. This is a ruthless world, dog eat dog world. They probably don't know what dogs are anymore. But no. but uh, shark eat shark, and it fits that they all just. Couldn't give a shit about yeah. this kid. That's just another mouth to feed, and and give water to, and not worth the time. Yep, not precious. I guess is the is is the, what I'm going for. And, and I loved the, it. It was the great. Converse the converse of that is the, the Helen world. character. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which then of course like, you got Helen,
1: who's like giving her water. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Refusing to drink herself so that right. that no can get the water, and and you know doing everything she can to. to I mean does she love nola absolutely but nola also symbolizes the hope she has in dry land so it's like this twofer of not only her 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 desire to to care for this child but also the future the, the that that life could get better that, that there's more to us than i mean she's the one that says like look at us we're not living we're just like dying slowly out here like right. we cannot keep going on like
1: this. It's just, it's a smart movie. It's a smart movie. I mean, right down to like naming the character Anola. Like yeah. her name is alone. Yeah. It's 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 fantastic. It is. There's a it's lot of smart little attention to detail in this yeah. movie. There's a lot of
0: little attentions. All right. Do you have any more rapes? Because I mean, we um, could. Rape I, for days. I
1: have some, but I'm I'm happy to end there.
0: Um, I have I have the slightest little thing that oh, I, go, I really please. feel just needs to be said. Please. For a movie that's like a hundred percent filmed on the ocean, the sheer fact that you never see like a seagull in the goddamn background is amazing to me. Right? They figured out a way to keep those seagulls. those sea air rats. I'm not a fan of seagulls, guys, <laughs> out of the shots, and that's amazing because seagulls
1: just swarm on ships. Seagulls gonna get you now, and
0: uh, yes. And uh, when I realized, knees. look, when we first see the first gull, and it's like, for obvious reasons, we see the first right. gull because they're close to the land. It made me realize, holy shit. shit, I never saw a goddamn gull in this entire movie. And that is a feat.
1: It's right up there with like in Stranger Things where I was I was so just taken with um like how did they get fiber optic lines off of telephone poles? Yeah. Like, how did how did they do that?
0: Yeah. I'm guessing they, they had a CGI gull wrangler maybe in this movie. Uh listen, Throw if we find out in the
1: water where they're not filming.
0: If we find out later that like there was a ring of like little pontoon boats going around the set with like snipers and they were just picking Shooting off them? every gull, I'll retract this rave. Sure. Until that comes out though. Good on you. Rave stands.
1: Good on you, gull wrangler.
0: This movie is gull free, with the exception of the Im- one. It is impressive. It's yeah
1: it's a real gull it's not a cgi gull it's a trained gull yeah that
0: gull was as real as the moths in hocus
1: pocus
0: (laughs) might have been the same guy might have been the same guy coming in
1: it probably was there are was probably on the boat like looking
0: at his watch like guys how much longer is the shoot gonna go on i gotta get some moths inside some guy's (laughs) face for my next shoot
1: no no no, no. he did this afterwards yeah no Um, shall we transition to rants? Yeah, there's some rants. There are some there are some glaring said. inaccuracies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my rants started out as big questions, but I yeah. I just decided they were too they were just too glaring. too meaty, too meaty. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Um, do one. The Smokers. Mm-hmm. Why do they do what they do? they mm-hmm. They're the, the are they and they're the Church of Eternal Growth. Mhm. They're worshippers of of Joe Hazelwood, Saint Joe, who's the first captain of the Exxon Valdez. Like I mm-hmm. wh- I I don't even know where to begin with them. Um yep. okay, so smokers could refer refer to a lot of things. I'm I'm guessing it refers to the fact that they use gasoline powered engines.
0: Yeah. So my yeah, that's also my guess, is that where you know you know are they're coming. They? Because of all the exhaust,
1: where where the fuck are they getting gasoline?
0: Yeah, and they also smoke. They literally smoke. They they smoke. That's the next thing. All of them.
1: Where in the name of St. Joe are they getting cigarettes? Yeah. Yeah. And I had a thought about this Mm -hmm. because the final thing is is how the literal fuck Mm -hmm. is the Exxon Valdez still sailing? 500 years in the like I'm sorry yeah 500 there is no way that the Exxon Valdez is, is still seaworthy and I and I use seaworthy loosely just in the sense that it's still floating
0: yeah and I and I and I will I will back you up on this because that's one of my big rants is that I just cannot suspend my disbelief that there are these mechanical things still working, still working. Five hundred. I did not, I did not know how long ago or how long into the how far into the future this movie is supposed to take place. I, right. I missed that, but long enough that dry land is an established myth. We, we right. Don't know what happened to the world in the past, um, and like no one has has discovered dry land and, and come back to 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 say. So we know it's far in the future. And as as the as the uh, the, the the co-owner of a of a of an almost 40 year old vessel, right. uh, there's no way in hell. And no. a 40 year old <laughs> vessel that, that barely makes it out to sea has the lightest life of any vessel in the world.
2: <laughs> Just what it takes
0: to keep that thing waterproof is is is, is, is almost a full time job some seasons. How are cars driving in an right. all awesome environment? Jet How skis. are these jet skis? Still, like, I just couldn't suspend my disbelief with yeah. with, the, with the actual working machines.
1: Uh, and, and yeah, the working machines and and where the fuck are they getting cigarettes? Yeah. and like bottles of alcohol.
0: Yeah, and all that smeat. Uh, yeah, all that sweet sweet smeat. Smeat that's they couldn't get they couldn't couldn't get get big spam on board yeah they get so they were like fuck it we'll make smeat Uh,
1: so i mean they started as big questions but they just turned into raves um like rants dennis hopper is legitimately playing a cartoon character Mm -hmm. i mean there is there is nothing threatening about he's
0: he's very much playing king koopa i mean they basically have the same end goal of like right of of like um bulldozing land and like right, turning it right, into right, like right. a resort like right he's really is playing like a, a, a cartoon villain yes um but i love it it's a it's a great i also love it. to the mariners like stoic hero like right. you have this crazy outlandish character but yeah the the machine still working the the things that they still have access to i mean I, i'm not gonna ding it because I don't I think I don't think it's fair for me to ding like the electronics that work because I do feel like a lot of those scenes were cut out for theatrical so they did take out like the working television and the working like cd player and like those things that like had no business still work
1: guys the mariner listens to uh miles davis on a cd player Mm um a wind powered cd player you you can't jack a wind turbine directly into a cd player and make it work even though to the right of me, I have a like rechargeable battery C player, CD player. Um, when this, this movie was shot, it didn't exist. Um, and also I, I challenge you to like, I have some CD players that have stopped working, uh, like three months into their run. They're a a temperamental device. They're not the most robust, uh, portable music player. Yeah. The notion that a, a a like a a discman is functioning five hundred years in the future is just ludicrous. Even like the, if it has no never way. seen
0: a lick of water, right? Even, and even is, if it hasn't,
1: this is a, a a a discman that is salvaged from this the. I mean, it was, should have been crushed under all that pressure at the bottom of yep. of, of, of yep. L A. where where he most likely got it from. Yep. It's too hard. It's just too hard to believe. It is, yeah. The, 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 All things. the mechanics. Yeah. Um. So the yeah. smokers and their whole aesthetic of like gasoline and smoking and and and. I mean, you know it, I, I wrote I, in my I notes. I came up. I'm sorry. What did you? What
0: did you write? When when they? You know, when 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 uh, the mariner eventually gets onto the. X and Valdez, and you know it's just shrouded in fog and everything. Yeah. I wrote my notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guarantee you this isn't fog. This is just it's everyone's got I mean, smoking.
1: It's exactly what it was. Yeah, it's everybody smoking and like oh, all it's of so the gross. They did a fires. great job making
0: them gross, though.
1: They did, and I really loved like all of the barnacles had turned into like land. Yeah, it's just been in the yeah, earth, yeah, water, yeah, so, long. In the water so long. It was like he could he could all like built drive up the hull exactly. Yeah. That was really cool, Good, and I did. It started out as a big question, so I tried to rationalize an answer of how this could be possible. You may be surprised to know that the Exxon Valdez is still sailing, sailing on on the ocean. It's oh, still, interesting! Yeah, it uh, it didn't sink. <laughs> it is still sailing today. It has a new name, but but uh, like people obviously know what like which ship it is if you're if you're in the maritime industry. Um, but the international currency of of um. The the high seas are cigarettes and booze, uh, and t- to which to like grease the palms past customs, mm-hmm. uh, and so like this ship being infamous would have had to have a lot of cigarettes and booze on board to yeah. to get everywhere it needed to go. Now enough cigarettes and booze for to like still be on the ship five hundred years in the fu- future. I call bullshit on that, but I I did try to rationalize it and and did some digging about like. Where did this idea come from? So there is like sound logic in why the smokers have the aesthetic that they have and, and why like cigarettes and booze are such a part of their culture. Um, that wherever the ship goes, it needs to grease the palms of of people prior to you know deep sea horizon BP oil spill, it the Exxon Valdez yeah, well, was the, the largest the, maritime, the maritime uh, ecological disaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember that. I remember that clearly. From I I childhood. also remember that. That happened in nineteen this is interesting. That happened in nineteen eighty-eight and mm-hmm. it was still like like an infamous thing in in like ninety five. I yeah. remember like my science classes and still seeing things about the Exxon Valdez on the news that they were like yeah. still trying to clean up the oil. Yeah. Saint Joe. Saint Joe. Uh, Saint, and in the in the theatrical cut, you don't get that, that last shot of it sinking where it shows that it's the Exxon Valdez. You don't oh, really know that if you see it on, on television, but uh, Saint Joe is Joe Hazelwood, who was the first captain of of the Exxon Valdez.
0: Uh, you know what I just realized. We we this is on me. I should have I should have said we didn't exactly say what the Ulysses Cut is. And let me. Oh, let we me never ex- talked about that. Let me explain that. explain that to you guys. We did not. Uh, in case you don't know what we're talking about. So after the theatrical run, once Waterworld uh, became syndicated and started being shown on television, uh, because of its short runtime, it did not. Um, it did not fit into the movie time slot of a because lot of Because they had
1: to cut all, all, like all the cursing and the violence out. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't and, enough of the movie left to show in prime yeah. time.
0: And so, um, but, you know, as we said during production, so much of this movie was cut out. And so different stations were able to get their hands on different scenes that were edited out of this movie. And they inserted them into their their airing of this movie to, to fill out the time slot. Right. But different stations, different properties got different scenes. So if you watched this on channel X, but your friend watched it on channel Y, you might've seen different scenes of the movie.
1: Most famously, like the, the most, uh, Telemundo had like the best
0: cut of really? it.
1: Yeah. And then oh, they had to like find the audio cause it had been dubbed into. space. Disp- to spanish and they had to find the audio from it to put back in
0: aqua world yeah i don't
1: know how to say world in espanol
0: um uh, and so the so then there's this guy and i forget what do you remember what is on Fly
1: 89
0: mcfly 89 good on you thanks for being a long-term listener i'm assuming yeah i'm assuming oh, oh yeah you're right there. um McFly. Kind of, kind of hears about the fact that that this happened, and decides to like it was basically one man crusade. Yeah, just single handedly.
1: Yeah, finds all of these,
0: these basically like taped off of television, uh, cuts and and stitches it all back together in its entirety. Yep. Um, and because one of the last scenes of of that was deleted, uh, Helen gives. The Mariner, his name yes. Ulysses. Uh, we we've come to know this as the Ulysses cut. So that's yes. what Shades and I watched. So so we really truly watched like all of the movie. Like and what's interesting all of is the movie.
1: when it was shown on television, it was it was shot in pan and scan. But when it goes to theatrical cut, they they letterbox it mm-hmm. widescreen. And what happened is like virtually all of the seascape like setting suns are wind up cut out of the movie in the theatrical cut. And it's, it, you know, all you get are the shots of the water and, and so much of like the rest of the visual field is cut off. And what Fly 89 did is he realized that um, it, in full screen for, you know, with the pan and scan, because it has to conform to the, the, you know, a television set, like 4.3. Ratio. Yeah, yeah, that
0: sounds right. I remember that seeing that yeah. ratio on my television.
1: Um, you actually, the film is actually even more visually beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's. I just love just, the, what, the whole a, idea about it. What a like, labor of love, and yeah.
0: and uh, one man truly quest. appreciated by us.
1: Yeah, and hopefully, we brought, so. brought
0: more attention to
1: it. Thank you, McFly '89. Thank you. Um,
0: you get a rant? I take, yeah, yeah, I'll take a rant. Um, so. This one's minor. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but it it really did bother me. It, how how can you spend a whole movie at sea and it's all just always like blue skies and calm water? Like yeah, no you storms. Never nothing. show any storms or high seas. And there was there was a line that I remember getting like almost excited about in this where he's like, "Well, you better you know get inside. It's going to rain tonight." I was right. like, "Oh, there's there <gasps> there is a rain scene. I, I, I yes, this one has the rains. Nope, nope." No, no, no weather at all. It's and it's always day. It's always day. It's always just beautiful. Calm seas. Yep. And always you know, part of water world that is dangerous should be high. seas. The high, the high seas. Yeah. You know,
1: you know I, I'm we know they had hurricanes. And I think part of that is it's just not safe to shoot. Oh, on yeah. The open water. And, and that's again why. It's,
0: and that's why it's a ramp because that, you know, it takes you out. You, you I that's what reshoots are for. Sketch.
1: That's what reshoots are for. It's true. It's true.
0: But yeah, it, it, it bothered me. It bothered me, and especially when they brought in the rain. And then I was like, "Who right. we're gonna get? We don't. No. Nope. Don't just don't mention it. Just don't mention it. Then maybe I'll forget it. I mean, right. I won't. I'm a professional, but you know, other people might.
1: Other people. Um, the bungee jump rescue. Oh, that's my next one. Oh, <laughs> that's my next one. That um, the whole setup of the balloon. It, it just. A, that's that's even if you're using a dynamic rope Mm -hmm. like that's you can't do a bungee jump with a dynamic rope. And he Mm -hmm. and he he just grabs it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't tie it around him. He just grabs it and jumps. Nope. And um, completely unearned.
0: There's that's not a callback to anything else in the movie. It's it's it's
1: complete
0: garbage. I hated that
1: and and the way that that was set up there's a there was a they built a platform under the water for tina marino to stand on and there was a loop for her to put her foot in Mm -hmm. and the stunt man like was held in place Mm -hmm. and then they said when his hand touches yours take your foot out of the strap Mm -hmm. and it literally just like flung them both up into the air and then they caught her in a net like That child could have died. That is like ripped her arm out of the side. Yeah, it worked. But that is that is not a safe stunt. But even the way it's shot in the movie, there is no fucking way that that could have worked. And and it's the whole sequence of then like they all just like crash into each other and explode.
0: That's my other next rave.
1: So it is just so after after like the world building and the attention to detail and like. It just all goes to shit at the end. Very much in, in Mario Brothers fashion. Yes. And the whole construction of the balloon, there's no way that the like the balloon would have been pulled out of the sky from rather than the recoil to pull them back up. Yep. The whole uh, thing is just inconceivable. There's inconceivable.
0: A, there's a lot to unpack here. So let's 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 go through step by step. So the the bungee oh. jump. Um, it's the climax of the movie. The climax of the movie, and, and before the bungee jump, we get the zip line chasing down the plane, and a lot of the explosions. Yeah, they, just, awesome. they didn't it. need it. They didn't. But then need you the do effect. this bungee jump. Like I said, nothing in this movie has prepared me for a bungee jump. No. this is not a callback to something else I've seen. Um, he has not. Uh, he has no idea how long this rope is. Yeah. There, there should be in this 500 years in the future no stretchy rope at all. No, like this. It's all he, made of hair. Expecting this to rip out his leg from the hip socket. Um, <laughs> what an uh, end that would have been. <laughs> I mean, the the only thing that could have the only way that this could have been saved. And it's 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 I'm grasping here, but I'll, this is what this was. I, I had to as a professional, I had to come up with a way that you could save this. OK, if you had a scene earlier in the movie where Helen was trying to like earn her keep on the boat by like learning her way around the boat but and like she, she made- always struggled with knots. And then you have this where he just leaps off without even thinking. And she just has to Tied tie it it out even thinking, just like tie it off at the end. Okay. Now I feel sure. a little earned here. Okay. Yep. That's but a great he, save. But what he should have done instead, other than the Helen thing, I mean, I think the Helen thing is the number one thing.
1: He should have just dove into dove water off and gone and, underwater, and pushed, pushed her under, under
0: let and- them explode above him. Right. And then come up and they can hoist him up. There was right.
1: absolutely. Because they had already established no like that he can. And I he understand. You don't, obviously, like, you don't want to see that on screen yeah. uh, of Kevin Costner, like, Frenching a little girl.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: but, like, they've already set up that he yeah, it's can established do that, that it can earlier in the movie. S- he can so share air for people. So we
0: explain it away.
1: I mean, it's the same thing. It's- they don't have to show it. They don't have to show it. It's they the same just thing. Go under like the water. The explosion CPR happens. CPR on a child. No one exactly. wants to see it.
0: But it's in in, in, in emergency situations.
1: Correct. Of course, it's, they it's, don't have to show it. There. They go under the water. Explosion. They sw- problem solved. They yeah, and she Christ. still
0: gets to see her thing. Did you see? I swam. I liked that. Exactly. She had a callback. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, the Mariner and Helen had no callback. At least no. one of them had to have a callback. And then, yep. and then, yeah. Strong that, agree. Then, then that's my other rant is that, and you know this, and longtime listeners, you know this as well. I am a fan of comeuppance, and this yes. movie has some of the weakest comeuppance. They are, and they are weak. That is tough, and I'm talking about. Well, I mean, Deacon. he did.
1: He did lose an eye. That was some, he lost an eye early it was in the movie. Very early great. in the movie.
0: But I, I mean, and and what's his name? Nord. Nord yeah. had like the most boring death ever. Uh, he needed. That was that was weak more amazing. Uh,
1: he needed both to lock down the like... way
0: nameless henchmen died exactly. in the movie
1: yeah none of
0: them had a, a cinematic death and they they needed something yeah and again i was trying to fix it and i'm thinking again and i'm just spitballing here like i, I haven't written this for you know days and days like on a cocaine binge or anything but um <laughs> you know do a little callback like you know everything's blowing up around them, you know like have have uh, the mariner have like a glass of something flammable, and just be like, "I owe you a drink," and then splash it on Nord, and then Nord. I mean, ignites. they they had Do already a- like that.
1: established that earlier in the film with like yeah. gas trails and things. Yes, he, and just he had just like he had just been in that car crash. Instead, all he gets
0: is uh, is he just gets blasted with a shotgun? Yep. And then, I guess he had
1: shot him, or it was his gun that shot the Mariner early. Yeah, but I mean the is Deacon
0: weak. is a crack it's shot. So... I mean the Deacon can shoot. The he plays, a lot, he he plays play a, lot a lot of, of golf. He does play a lot of golf. And then yeah, and then the Deacon just blows up with two other henchmen. Two other nameless like, henchmen. I needed. I needed more come up. I agree.
1: I agree. For a movie that has been so epic and detail oriented, yep. Ugh, it would have been, been better me. if he just sank with the Exxon Valdez rather yes. than like that that like rando henchman death
0: yeah or or leave him clinging to wreckage or something and just yeah. know that like oh after his whole life of like excess and control he's going to just waste away to nothing yeah. i'll i'll take that as come up ands better than this better yeah. than the, and those jet skis blow up I mean, in, in a way that only nineties jet skis blow up. I mean,
1: they are basically 90s anything really. 90s, like you look are, at it the wrong way and they just they burst are into flying flames. Flying
0: around on basically giant balloons of gasoline <laughs> with like a birthday <laughs> candle on the back of it. Those things just go up
1: like like nothing. Don't sneeze. No. No. Um I've got a few more rants sketch.
0: I I I'll let you take them. I mean, I'll just do this last y- you've, one. You've hit my big ones. And those were the ones that just bothered the
1: the, the heck out of me. I'll just do this last one. Mm-hmm. Kevin Costner. What the fuck? Yep. Uh, his accent. It changes from scene to scene. What is it? I don't know. At times, it sounds like he's going for something Mediterranean. Sometimes it sounds like he's out of Boston. There's no consistency to the accent he's doing. Nope. whatsoever.
0: You know what? You know what? Scene hurt me the most. I wasn't going to bring it up, but seeing as you brought up Costner, I'm going to bring it up. For for so much of the movie, his performance, at least to me, makes sense. I mean, it's very flat and stoic, and there's really not much to it. But I give it all a pass because he's a man that is just raised by the sea. He doesn't know how to interact with people. He has no desire to interact with people. So he is he is just like flat. And I'm like, yeah. OK, OK. But yep. then he does have these little moments where where his dialogue Listen should be Miles driven Davis. by emotion, you know, yes. and yep. and it shouldn't be these things that were taught by like a society or by people around him. He should just be communicating out of his own emotions. Like right. when um, when Helen's like, you know, when I threw myself at you, uh, why didn't you why did not you take me up on that offer? And he was like, because you don't want it. Like, it's just like so flat. There, right. there should have been a pause or a, a thought, or right, and it was just so dead. And I was so, uh, yep, at those moments, I was like so mad, just in, in it, the it choices.
1: Yeah, it is painful, so I'm um, on but, that. but also, let me add this was a big question that turned into a rave from uh, a rant for me. Sketch, mm-hmm. how old do you think the Mariner is supposed to be? you know guys here's there is like a childlike quality to the way he acts and speaks yeah no there definitely
0: is and and again i'll i'll harken back to the fact that i think it's just because he has had no interaction with people
1: well i mean like emotionally and intellectually he's more on oh, he's par like with he's, he's with stunted like, yeah yeah than he, with you know, helen he,
0: he is he's really hasn't learned to be an adult right yeah you, you know um he is stuck very much in, in like a very young developmental age, mentally and emotionally. So,
1: yeah, so like how old do you think the Mariner is supposed to be? Um, and then I'll well, juxtapose that with how old do you think Kevin Costner was when he okay. played this part?
0: And, and that was, I was about to say, guys, sorry, we also forgot to mention the Mariner is a mutant. I don't think we ever brought that up.
1: We did not. The Mariner is a mutant. Yeah, he has gills he and
0: webbed feet yep. so that he can swim and everyone hates him. because he's a mutant he's
1: a mute
0: um so how old do i think he is in the movie i'll say i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna give you the same number for both how old kevin costner was and and the mariner i'll say um 43
1: wow yeah he kevin costner was 40 and you think the mariner was supposed to be like on the page you think the mariner was also supposed to be 40
0: Maybe 30s. I won't go I won't go lower though than like 35 because there was
1: just something that was so like um developmentally childlike yes. about him oh, yeah. that it just didn't work. Yeah. To then no, like agree. to then like also like why why didn't you why why you know didn't you want me? Because you didn't want it. Like that it just doesn't it just doesn't work. Like you can't yeah. be like an action hero, like brooding, stoic. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. gunslinger on the ocean and and then at the same time like have the emotional intelligence of like a 12 year old yeah because he's 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 sharp 12 years clever exactly that yes but in a way that enola
0: is not and he and he has had so much time to himself with his thoughts that you you just expect a little a little something a little something then then i mean it's a lot of nothing the delivery and and the and especially up against all of these other people that he's up against with right. helen and nola and like everyone i really felt was consistently acting circles around him yeah but a lot of it i feel like was like a choice like this is just what this oh, that, exactly is. and it i'm like a choice. Uh, i think that's the wrong choice
1: I agree. It was the wrong yeah. choice, and considering that Costner had so much control over the script and the performance, it yeah. turns out is like the Mariner is a straight up d bag. Yeah, he's not likable. He's no, not he's heroic. Not a good guy. Mm-hmm. He, Helen legitimately saved his life. He would be dead at the bop decomposing in that cage if it wasn't Oof, for Helen. That, and he, that he, gross. He, even if pretending sells her wants to kill Enola. Mm-hmm. He steals a boat from like the survivors of the Atoll, like mm-hmm. without even thinking about it. Um, and and threatens uh, in, in the in the three theatrical cut he's unredeemed. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you don't get the the closure that you get in the the Ulysses cut. And I would argue he's still unredeemed. Oh yeah I um, agree. In in the Ulysses cut as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just it the character is just there's nothing likable about him. No.
0: His boat. I like his boat.
1: I like his boat also. But um, I mean uh, this this is this is kind of like a, a toss-away rant. The the, the, the trimoran gets set on fire. Oh, so sad. Uh and and that's the scene where he breathes for her as well. Then they climb out of the water and climb right up onto the tri- like the husk of the trimoran and get it on. They go right um, to Poundtown, and I was like, right, What? Right now? To- well, yeah, and also, like the even if the fire is out, the hull of that ship is still conservatively like a thousand degrees. It's so hot, like so days hot. for it to cool, yeah,
0: and they yeah, they go are we right to believe
1: that he was under water, like breathing for them for days? I don't know,
0: I don't know i I did put that in my notes too. I was like, this we're getting the sex scene now now, this is very strange, policeman. it is, oh, you know what else I wrote in my notes? Is you know when she's when at the very beginning when Helen's like oh I'll pay for my passage with with my body basically yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. she disrobes right I think that was my first like new on scene screen that I had seen yeah naked lady and and I wrote in my notes something like and it it's upsetting it's an upsetting scene it's an upsetting it scene. Is. and that was probably at least to
1: my memory To find your relationship with women here thereafter yeah yeah because yep. C- you did not want it. It is it is a it is a disturbing. It is disturbing yeah,
0: to an for to a young impressionable little doodle such as myself. <laughs> uh, anyway, should we go into big questions? I think we should. All right. I actually don't have many big questions. I have a lot of big questions. OK. Um, well, go, go for it. You got more.
1: I mean, this one's kind of a throwaway, but I think it's kind of kind of essential. What did the smokers plan to do? when and if they found dry land and if they didn't find dry land they were running out of oil like what what was yeah, they, they were
0: not gonna they weren't gonna last much longer um that's the scene that scarred into my mind is is when um the mariner drops the flare the into flare the oil and, and the little old guys like thank like, god thank god yeah. oh my gosh that st- a way struck to go. a chord with me as a young impressionable Helen's butt and that little guy in a rowboat is like (laughs) just stamped into my frontal lobe. Um, so, I mean, uh, I'll take a crack at this. I would say, you know, we know the Deacon's plan is to basically find and develop land to make a golf course. You heard that right folks. Yeah, that that is, is that's 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 the subtext. I would say for everyone else, I mean, they are, they are a, a mismatched crew of people. Who, you know, they're just—they just, they just want—they're just wanting.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're—they you know? are a metaphor for capitalism. Yes,
0: and and so and they're all land, inbred lands. Oh yeah, they're all cousins. Abs- they're actually absolutely. cousins. They're all inbred. And um, I think land to them just symbolizes like more, just more, yeah, more, but more and better. And, we can use, yep, yeah, something we can use. Exactly. It's okay. just that. I mean, is it deep? No. it uh, Does it work for this? Yeah, it's 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 fine enough for me.
1: Okay. I mean. I'll take it. The, the, yeah. Sketch, that's give me a big Q. I'll try and give okay. you a big A.
0: This is more like. You don't need to A this. This is okay. more. This is philosophical. more like phil- philosophical. Could you imagine? Because um, Tina sold this. She absolutely sold this in the movie. Okay. Could you imagine? Just. Long time listeners, you too, think about this. Imagine seeing a color for the first time. I mean, she opens up that box of, box crayons, of crayons and she sees colors that no longer exist in her world. She has never, ever seen these colors before. And mac she, and cheese. she, yeah, mac and cheese, tickle me pink, yep. and all and all the goods, seafoam green, the blue. She, her, like, I don't know how she came up with that facial expression. She's a she great actor. Nailed it. She's a great actor. And it just made me pause at that scene and go, I can't even, living in the world we live with, with, with the synthetic ways we make colors now, you can't even imagine a color that you've never seen before. And God damn it, this movie, you made, you made me stop and ponder that. And it, it was just... Just, I I urge you to try to think like that. Don't think too hard. You'll hurt yourself. But I mean, I want a color you've never seen and a way to produce it as well in those crayons. Also good on them that they made it crayons and not something water soluble because you needed the crayons to kind of trigger the mariner to want to go save. Right. Nola, because he saw the pictures of that, the trees. uh, Yeah, just, that's my big question. Can you
1: imagine seeing a color for the first time? I can't. Man. Uh, I, I bet you can't either, Longtime listeners. No, we know all colors at this point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go for one. Enola is found in a basket. She is. At the gates of the atoll. Yep. She arrived on the current. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they have followed the current back to mm-hmm. Everest? Yeah. Yeah. Follow-up question. Mm-hmm. what killed her parents
0: yeah that's a good question
1: and is you know is, is there some disease on the on on everest that's like what killed them i mean the thing is and you
0: don't, you don't want to be eating those bodies and that's i think that's what they were doing eating those freeze and there bodies.
1: were there was like some kind of catastrophe has happened there because there are multiple huts.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, there was it wasn't just her parents. There was like a there village. was
1: a there was a community. There was a mm-hmm. village there. There they build a new trimaran for the mariner out of the the canoes, the canoes and are, everything.
0: Yeah, no, they, that was an established. What
1: became community. of everyone and it, it appears that they just like laid down and went to bed and died. Mm-hmm. Yes. There.
0: It is quite the mystery.
1: It ends Um, on a big mystery.
0: Ends on a big mystery. Maybe we were going to get it in Waterworld 2.
1: Apparently there is a continuation comic that came out in 1997. I'd be interested to get a copy of that. Uh, But Um, Kevin Costner did not give them permission to use his likeness, so the Mariner looks completely different. I'm
0: okay with that. Me too. I'm all right with um, that. To, to take a stab at an eighty-year big question, my guess is, um, with the exceptions of Helen and Gregor, the the atoll seems to. <laughs> I loved Gregor. Gregor was awesome, um, but oh,
2: they yes. they
0: seem to not even um, fancy the idea at all that dry land is such a thing. To them, this child um is just an abandoned orphan off of either another atoll or a drifter or whatever there's no i there's no thought in their mind that there's any credence to this child came from dry land and so it doesn't even cross their minds to track it back to where it came from that's okay. that's my crack at an a because i mean the people the people on the atoll don't just disagree with helen i mean they like want her dead every time she brings it up right there's right, that right, woman right. that basically just like stands up every time Helen opens her mouth and is like, <laughs>
2: just kill
0: her. And you're like, oh, <laughs> Susan, calm down. OK, that's not our solution every time Helen talks. <laughs> um, I'll take it. But that's my guess is that they just it, to them, it's it's too fantasy. There's just no chance in hell this child came from Dryland. I'll take Hel- it. Helen and Greg are the only ones that think she does. But they also they don't have the means until Gregor's little flying contraption is all the way finished to um, to to leave. That that's that's my stab. That's my stab at it.
1: Gregor and his yeah. fucking accent. Gregor was great. Oh, borderline I
0: offensive. Did, you know, talk about talk about attention to detail. I loved how multicultural the atoll was.
1: You know, when, I I was looking through my notes and I was like, oh, we're we're past raves. Uh, this was probably one of the most diverse cast of extras in a movie, uh, from like the eighties through like early two thousands. Yeah.
0: And I loved like, especially the eighties because, because you see that before he leaves, they, they want the mariner to impregnate one of their, one of their right. girls until they realize is a mute. Well, yeah, then they don't want mutant. They don't want the mutant genes, but, um. Before that, like so you get that, like, oh, anytime someone new comes in, you you strengthen the gene pool, like you you add some diversity to this. Yep. Oh, I get why it's such a mixed, matched group of of people. Right. Um, oh, it just it just made all the sense. Again, those attention to details
1: that world building.
0: Where whereas the um the smokers didn't have that because they're all they're all cousins. They're all cousins. They're all cousins. cousins. Um okay I got a big question for you. Um oh you already answered that one. Oh look at that. Uh, yeah about how how when this takes place in relation to the flood. Gotcha. So you already answered that. Um how about this one though it, because it's glaring to me. How does Helen never teach Noah how to swim? Uh, you, you live in water world. Right. I get I get that it's it's a it's a hint at where Noah's actually from. Right. Here, spoiler alert, long-term listeners. You can learn to swim at any age. Yes. Y- y- you don't outgrow it. You don't. Okay? Yeah. You don't
1: have to learn it before the age of like seven.
0: Yeah. So that's that's a ding for Helen because yeah. that child um, is in your care. You live on the ocean. She
1: was just so goddamn busy m- minding the store.
0: I guess she so. Did not have the time. And she was like, you know what, this kid, is probably never going to go near the water.
1: No, no, this kid never. listens
0: really well to me. Never. just and accents, accents, This is a very safe place that nothing bad ever happens to. <laughs> I don't know. I was when when she said <gasps> oh, when yeah. she said, go get her. You she can't, can't swim, swim. I was like, bullshit. bullshit. Come on, Helen. <laughs> like, come like on.
1: Bad parenting.
0: That's just bad on you. You know, like if if, you know. It was a fully electric little atoll. She probably would have taught Nola not to stick a fork into outlets. You know, like you just do that. You just avoid the dangers. Teach the kid to swim. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Big question.
1: Okay. If paper is yeah. the most valuable commodity in water world, hmm. wouldn't it have made more sense for the smokers to destroy their cigarettes rather than smoking them?
0: Yeah. And I never really understood why paper was such a big deal. Also, right. like, no one knew how to read. Right. You know. Um, so, yeah, no, I agree. And and I truly don't understand. I mean, no, no, because they had boxes. They had literal cartons right. of cigarettes.
1: They had an endless supply. Yeah. I mean, I guess the other question is that where it where were the cigarettes coming yeah. from? I mean, the deacon is just like throwing them out like yeah, yeah. candy style at mm-hmm. a parade.
0: Yeah, he he literally is. That is exactly what he is doing. Um, yeah, I I have no big A for you on that one because that is um, a dirt. I get a dirt. I one hundred percent understand. Sure, dirt is very valuable because it's the only way to grow vegetation. Anyway, right. is is by using actual soil. Um, so that makes sense. Uh, pure pure hydro. Obviously, that's right and you know he he asks for wood and canvas all of these things make sense paper paper seems not useless, so much. useless in this world i yeah. yeah yeah i have no i have no no answer for you i I don't even want to try to come up with one because it, it pisses me off that it was <laughs> such a big deal yeah okay okay here's here's my last big question and and it's kind of a doozy
2: Okay. Um,
0: I'm going to call him the sheriff because I don't I don't remember his character name. But remember the guy? He was yes. like he was like the one decent guy on the atoll. And he yep. was like, um, you know, he, he's the keeper of peace. Basically,
1: his character name mm-hmm. is I just had it in front of me. I'm trying to get back to it. The sheriff. Yep. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. The sheriff. So the sheriff, Um, he he's, he's like already call and his character name is the enforcer
0: look at me calling him the sheriff okay yeah. so the enforcer has this um has this son right this yes. little blonde haired kid with like dreads and uh what they happens es- to him? they escape yeah we see him getting into the boat with his dad and escaping right. we later see his dad with the the ring of survivors Make, for and,
1: and then makes it to dry land with them and then the
0: makes it to dry land and you never see the son again did he eat his son
1: I was I was just they ate him Okay. They ate him.
0: Because they made a very clear choice in the movie to, give to him make a make sure we knew they were related. It was father right. and son. They made a very clear choice to show us him leaving. Right. And then we never see him again. Never again. Ever. And long term listeners, you might be telling me, well, he was just on the ring of boats. You didn't see everyone on that boat sketch. He, he was probably on that ring of boats. Okay, nope. I'll give that to you. But then the enforcer never goes back. Never for his goes son. back. For they his go son. to dry land, and the Doesn't enforcer like, Great, him. I'm going to be here forever. Yep. And like, guessing, what about your I'm son? Guessing I'm guessing he died on camera. Here, I'll make a new son. You know. Yeah, we need we need more. That's why we need a sequel. We need the mariner like bringing in more people.
1: I mean, he or does what? say that if he encounters more like her, more more humans, he will yeah. send them because he's but, not a human.
0: But I hope he. I hope he, like... He's a fish man. Character checks them first. Don't just send yeah, That's one of their I was like,
1: And he's not the don't best... Don't tell another fucking person about this he's, place. He's also gonna not ruin the it.
0: best judge of character either, yeah. so, like, maybe no, someone should not. go with him. <laughs> like, send Helen. Yeah, Helen, go with him, and, like, you be the ambassador to Dryland. You decide who's, who's That there. would
1: make the most sense.
0: And you know what? I, mean, I know we haven't seen it yet, but that is kind of the premise of the, the Sea War Spectacular. It is yes. Helen
1: is the. She's kind of going
0: around. Yep. So, yeah,
1: yeah. All right, that's my last big question. Sketch, this is a big one. I'm glad I saved it for the end. Sketch, have you ever seen the movie The Creature from the Black Lagoon? No. Classic Mm -hmm. horror movie, Universal horror movie.
0: No, yeah, no. I know, I know of the creature. I know, I know what the creature looks like. I've never seen them.
1: Have you seen The Shape of Water?
0: No, but I believe that was a direct prequel to this, right?
1: Well, that this is my question. So, The Creature from the Black Lagoon is a, a 50s horror movie, mm-hmm. and The Shape of Water posits a world in which the United States government seizes the creature, drags it from the lagoon, puts it into captivity. And over the course of this movie, we are introduced to uh, Sally Hawkins, who, who develops a relationship with the fishman, the creature from the, the Black They fall in love. Uh, at the end of the movie, she sprouts gills. Um, seemingly Toiless. because she has like been in such proximity to her to mm-hmm. the creature, uh, and they go off to live under the under the sea together, pun intended. Is the Mariner a descendant of the creature from the Black Lagoon and Sally Hawkins, and is this part of a larger universal water world cinematic universe?
0: I like it. I like I like it and it is it is leading me so naturally longtime listeners we did not plan this. It's leading me so naturally to my latest <gasps> sketchy, sketchy theory. Sketchy theory. Okay. Because there there is there is a problem in this movie that I did not list as a rant because if my sketchy theory is correct then it is no longer a problem. Okay. But um we have mutant sharks in this movie. Like yes. these these giant evolved sharks, but they're not just normal sharks big. They're
1: They're like the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, it's like
0: it's like kind of monstrous. And then you also have Kevin Costner who has mutated. Yes. He and and not only has he mutated but uh, he is he is mutated very specifically and very beneficially. Yes, right? Now Here's the other problem I have with this movie, which again, my sketchy theory will, will, okay. should take care of. I looked it up, and if all of the ice caps were to melt on the planet Earth, the sea level rises, I wrote it down, 230 feet. Now, listen, you and I are in trouble where we live. Correct. But according to National Geographic, there is still, Plenty, plenty of, of land. dry land yeah on um, the, the e, 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 you're not gonna be at sea f- an entire lifetime and never see land there's there's if stuff you're a there.
1: fan of the Dakotas or mm-hmm. Colorado I think you'll be just fine yeah yeah you'll be fine where we live not so much not so but, much um, you got a boat
0: all of Florida gone yeah all of Florida gone. New York gone um but so, so then I was thinking, okay, how do we explain this away? We got mutated sharks. We got, we got Kevin Costner with very specific mutations. And we have all of this extra water. I think it is obvious to me that the planet, it was not climate change that did this. It was instead a bombardment of ice-laden meteors that slammed into the earth. And okay. Because because there has There's to be more water more water. Is on Earth right now. Gotcha. And so uh, and and frozen within those meteors were some sort of, you know, mutagens or or something that that affected the sea life, turned them monstrous, and it didn't affect humans. But Kevin Costner's direct ancestors were government attempts to create modifications and adaptations that would benefit humans in this new world.
1: I know where you're going with this.
0: Well that I mean uh, that's pretty much as far as I'm going with it. I mean I think oh, that's I w- where everything I thought the from.
1: next their next thing was is Kevin Costner, a descendant from Tony Piccolo. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's
0: basically Sequest, exactly what Sequest Sequest I'm saying. DSV. I mean I'm saying that uh is Sequest you know,
1: a prequel to Waterworld.
0: Yeah and i and i think it all matches with uh your creature timeline from the black as well See, we got yeah, creature all from the fits. black lagoon and then we got the shape of water and then we have you know their offspring is is what leads to the development of this this uh UEO experimental experiment, yeah, yeah. where you can add gills to people and uh, you know, then society collapses, but you still then, got. Then you, Water World. then you mm-hmm. have Waterworld. Then you have.
1: Then you have Mad Max. Then you have Mad Max. Max. All the yeah, but like as the sea level continues to rise, like the the hockey out. mask diaper guy and yeah. his descendants have to go somewhere, so they yep. go out onto the the ocean and mm-hmm. find the Exxon Valdez. Yep, and it's, and all, I mean, it's, it's, it's all. I it's this all giant cinematic connected. universe. Is it the largest cinematic universe in existence?
0: Uh, you Possibly, know, uh, we have no proof to say that. And there's probably an easy way to find that proof, but we're going to say definitively. A definitive, yes. yes, 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 it is.
1: Take um, that, Marvel. Take so, that, so Universal. Yeah. We just handed you on a silver platter of the cinematic universe that you've been trying so hard to create. Yeah, I believe you also own Sequest DSV, so run with it.
0: I mean, it's airtight at this point. We it really is. Nailed it. You're welcome. We Nailed it.
1: You're welcome, Universal. Uh yep. we'll 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 we're happily awaiting our uh, motherfucking movie check.
0: Yep. So so once again for you, send those you to send it to Shades and home, Sketch, Care of the Tree Clay Chart. Creature of Black Black Lagoon. Yes. Uh Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Tony Piccolo. Sequest Mariner. DSV. Yeah. Mariner. That's that's how all of these things happen. Mad Max. A uh, crazy, crazy shark creature comes from uh, outer space. Uh, outer space, correct? As, uh, uh, as well as all of this extra water that only leaves Everest, correct? Uh, because not much of Everest is still poking out of the water there. So
1: it's, it's the very—it's basically um, like base camp up.
0: Yeah, and and uh, I also looked it up. How many other mountaintops would exist with with that much water? Uh, none. Yeah, they did a good job of yep. of kind of showing just the right amount of Everest. Uh, so well played. this is the only way it works, and I think, I think we got it. I think
1: we nailed it. Start pitching your tents on Everest now, yeah, so that your descendants have some place to live.
0: Oh, isn't that crazy? I guess maybe it's just the extremes—the two places that freak me out the most: the very, very lowest,
1: very, and very the very, highest.
0: very highest. Green I'll boots. Stay right here in the middle.
1: Look them up. Green boots. Look them Don't up. Don't look them up.
0: Don't look. Them look up. them up. It's, it's so haunting. Creepy. It's haunting. haunting. That's the thing. It's haunting. I think we did a great job on worlds. I agree, sketch.
1: This we, was we a left, gem. We left no well untapped.
0: No, we did not. We jumped in every puddle. We <laughs> we just we just soaked it in, and uh, we peed it out and drank it up again because because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do in water
1: in water world, in water world. No, there's that's no escape probably, from Waterworld. world it's probably
0: why they left the rain scene out because right. that's a lot of fresh water just falling from the sky no reason to drink like, your own urine why is, why is Kevin Custer drinking his own piss
1: uh-huh.
0: oh maybe he's a descendant of Tony Piccolo and Bear Grylls maybe and that's why
1: Bear Grylls drink a lot mm-hmm. of his own urine
0: yeah when you watch those survival shows and he's like well you can always drink your own pee and like he drinks his pee like in almost every episode oh and you're Bear. like, there. We we know. We've seen enough. Purify it first. Yeah. It comes out sterile. That's what he says. I know
1: it's sterile, but still
0: not must tasty. Taste horrific. You can't pee into a Mr. Coffee and get taster's <laughs> choice. Guys, if there's anything <laughs> you take out of this episode. It is.
1: Let that be your takeaway. Those are those
0: are those are, our, those are our two messages. I guess is that don't don't refrigerate your tomatoes, and you can't pee you into can't. a Mister Coffee. Get you get Taste your taster's choice. choice.
1: Sketch. I think that brings us to. Chase and sketch. Recommendation. Sketch, what's your recommendation?
0: Okay, I'll go first. I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend um something that was a long time coming, and I won't spend that long going over this, but. I am coming upon the very end of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I finally got it. I said I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to buy a system just for one game. But then when other games came out and then the world shut down, I was like, yeah, it's switch time, I guess. And uh, so I've been playing Breath of the Wild. I'm at the final act, and it has been basically the best game I've ever played. I wow have loved this ever it better is, than uncharted. I mean, it is just so beautiful and it checks wow. like all my boxes of like exploring and crafting and the side quest and the story is so beautiful. The way the story lays out in front of you, it's, it's, it's nonlinear. So you have to really like piece this thing together. um, you can go at your own pace. You, almost everything in the game is completely optional. If you want to, like, go and face the ultimate baddie, like right at the beginning of the game, you can. It's ill advised, but possible. You can just completely steep yourself in this world of Hyrule that I've come to love through so many various games, and probably the the most impressive feat of this is the world the kingdom of hyrule is massive it is epic i mean wow. i urge you uh to to look up a size comparison between like the size the, like the geographical size of this game compared to like the next largest geographical uh large game out there it is it just goes on and on. You feel like you are immersed in this world. It is absolutely wonderful. Um, I've been waiting to do my rec on it until like I got more towards the end. And all I have left is is the very, very final act. And so I feel like I can finally say I have loved it. If you were like me and kind of avoided it uh, just because you couldn't. Oh, you can. And I'm not telling you to go and buy a switch. But if you have a switch and, you've, and you haven't played Zelda, you owe yourself to play Breath of the Wild. It is it's just a feat. It is just a feat. Okay. Of of uh of just beauty and craft and fun. It's fun. And it's just beautiful. And the story's great. And the cut like it, Zeldas don't normally have cutscenes, but we got some voice acted cutscenes in this one. The 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 mechanics in the world, like so many things that you wouldn't in a normal game think are interactive, like are, you could pull off these ridiculous things that no one in the right mind would ever think of like firing arrows into this and blowing up that and, and feeding a chicken to a giant sandworm so that other chickens come and kill the sandworm. But like all of these things are possible and more in Zelda breath of the wild. I mean, I'm not the only one saying this is a great game, I know I'm not blowing anyone's mind, but I got to throw out my wreck, my official wreck for Zelda Breath of the Wild. Fantastic. Just gorgeous. I'm
1: glad you got to experience that sketch. Yeah. And that it was a rewarding experience.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine if I was let down? There was a lot of hype. I could have easily been let down by this. It could have
1: been another Twilight Princess.
0: Blew me away. I didn't even you know, I, didn't I don't even think we finished really, it. I finished Twilight Princess, you know, when I didn't oh, finish okay. Skyward Sword. And my issue oh. with finishing Skyward Sword, guys, this is a common problem. I, I, I recognize that I'm not the only one who does this. I get to a point where I yeah, I don't want something to end. I don't want a game to end. I don't want a series to end. And yeah. I slow down so that I can savor it to the point where I just stop. And that's, that's, a, that's a no good. I still haven't finished Spider-Man for PlayStation 4. That's a problem. And I didn't want that to happen uh, to this game either. So I'm I'm pushing through. I'm gonna finish it this week, and it's just been such a journey, such a journey.
1: I'm glad. So, um, I'm glad you got to experience that sketch. Yeah. Uh, I am going to recommend a comic book. It is a. It is published by DC Comics, but it's not a DC Comics. Um mainline thing it is it is uh an eight issue mini series um mm-hmm. it came out a while ago i missed it but um i i'm gonna recommend exit stage left the snagglepuss chronicles sketch do you remember oh snagglepuss
0: gosh. yeah i almost made a snagglepuss joke when you said the title of the the comic exit
1: stage left even um yeah, yeah. And no, this I, is a,
0: I have clear memories of
1: Snagglepuss. Okay, good. So, this is a comic. Uh, it's like a one one standalone, one book graphic novel, eight issues. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a comic by Mark Russell. Uh, the first issue was released in 2018. And it, it depicts Snagglepuss as a playwright living in 1950s New, New York. And it parallels mm-hmm. uh, his life in this comic parallels that of of Tennessee Williams in many respects. So he's uh, he's a an LGBTQ protagonist playwright in New York, um, and the comic features uh, you know Huckleberry Hound, Quick Draw McGraw, lots of uh, supporting characters that that you're um, familiar with, and it, it puts them in the middle of like um, like McCarthyism, the Red Scare, and and the Stonewall uh riots in the 1950s uh, you know and it, it 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 ends it ends up uh, you know small spoiler it ends up putting huckleberry hound in jail oh boy and um it, it's it's highly celebrated it's it's really smart it's very much tongue in cheek and um i was i was so it, it just seems so absurd at first but it it fits so perfectly um, and it's just really well written and really well crafted. And you know, if you're looking for, if you're just you know, if you look out at the world today and you want to know everything's going to be okay, um, we we go through these periods of upheaval and and disagreement, and um. There, there's a there's a silver lining in in Exit Stage Left: The Snagglepuss Chronicles, and uh, yeah. If you're, if you're looking for a good time, some good writing, a great story and um, you just need to know everything's going to be okay. I, I highly recommend
0: a book. rare, a rare shades uh, praise for DC comics, even though self-proclaimed DC fanboy let uh, you us pray recently. Yeah. But you so, so that's me saying, so, you know, it's good. If Shades is is saying, good on you, DC uh, Comics, forgive us. Well, I
1: mean, they're the publisher, but this is not yeah. their main... This is like, DC, you know, Warner Brothers owns Hanna-Barbera. Right. And Warner Brothers owns DC Comics. So if they're going to publish a book, a yeah. comic, it's going a, a, to be a DC comic. Just trying to give you a win there. Thanks. DC uh, and, yeah. and Shades. And it wasn't... There was a... I remember clearly a show. Didn't they
0: all have cars at some point in a show that we grew up with? It was like uh, an ongoing race,
1: catch the pigeon.
0: Was that the name of the show?
1: With uh I think so.
0: Oh, yeah, like what all these, all these cartoon characters had their own, their own car, and they were like racing all the time. I think that was a show. Anyway, that's what mm-hmm. I, that's what I remember Snagglepuss from the most, um, and Huckleberry Hound, and all of these other Hanna Barbera
1: characters. I think that was a thing I watched. A wacky races. Oh, there you go. A wacky races. Yeah. Where they all where they had cars and let me uh I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do yeah, they were they were cars and contraptions. Let me do a screen share with you here, a sketch. Oh sure, I'd love to. I'd love to see it. Wacky races. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. And, I remember and, watching uh, those. Snidely whip whiplash. And, yep. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. And uh where's oh, yeah. where's Oh yeah, the cavemen. Oh the cavemen, yeah, the cavemen. Yep. 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 I remember all of Captain yep. Caveman. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. this this dude's car that like made it into the ambiguous the gay duo yep
0: yep that is very uh, yeah very um yeah
1: wacky well, yeah races. you know you don't, don't have to zoom it. in i get it. I, uh, I it I i went to um catch the pigeon because Snidely Whip whiplash and muttley were also featuring this oh there you go yep very good i think i had some of these like vehicles oh yeah i remember having some of the toys as well.
0: Um and, and I'll say I'll say uh, one last thing I forgot to say about uh Zelda that uh I haven't played every single Legend of Zelda game in the entire franchise, but I've played a good number of them. This is the first time where I truly understand and feel like it is deserving that the game is titled The Legend of Zelda. Zelda. And uh you playing as Link. Um are just a part of her story. That's cool, and that's really cool too. Hmm. And and the way it lays out is pretty flipping uh, brilliant.
1: So, okay, so
0: yeah, so there I you go. So sketch. we
1: got uh, the the snag. What is it? The Snagglepuss Exit Stage Left. The Snagglepuss Chronicles
0: and uh, the Legend of Zelda: Breath of Wild for the
1: Nintendo Switch. And and uh, I will just do a follow up recommendation. Uh, being being Thanksgiving. Uh, Freebirds. Birds. Love, oh, I yeah. love that movie. Yeah, that's Freebirds. my that's my Thanksgiving movie that I watch every year. There you go. Yeah, I don't really have a Thanksgiving movie that I watch every give, year. Give Free Birds a watch. I think you'll enjoy it. This um, George Takei plays the voice of his time machine. Oh, nice! It's fantastic.
0: This, uh, you know, this year there'll be time for movies.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Shades, do you want to bring anything with you from Waterworld? Why am I even asking? Taking
1: this trimmer in.
0: Yep. There it is. Hey, sketch. There's two. There are two. Uh, Which one do you want? Do you want the hero boat or do you want the actual sailing boat? You got got first dibs.
1: I'll take the hero boat.
0: Yeah, I kind of thought you would because all the gadgets. gadgets. That's okay, I'll take, I'll take the, the, the sailing vessel. Yeah. Well, um, given that after this uh, war at Sea Spectacular, we do have to pack up the Goko and head back to our own uh, timeline and our own... Uh, sad times. Sad times. I'm going to bring this old crate of smeat. I think it'll come in handy to have in the Goko and uh, this extra-large Costco pack of cigarettes
1: sketch you may have made the wiser decision
0: well you know someone's got to think about the longevity but i'm glad that we have uh you know the uh the, the ford explorer from hocus pocus in the garage <laughs> and, and, uh, the boat from waterworld and, you know those all come in handy too
1: stinger I'm sure yeah or the gazelle yeah whatever you want to call it you can call it the gazelle yeah you can call it the stinger so guys, that
0: was uh that was Waterworld. Thank you for joining us. This is the time of thanks and uh we're so listening. thankful for you guys. And I'm thankful for you Shades.
1: I'm thankful for you Sketch. See?
0: And uh we'll leave this blank so you can say and we longtime listeners are thankful for you. Thank you very Perfect. much. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you guys. Uh that means a lot. And uh yeah, I guess on that note, we will We'll see you, next, see you
1: time. next time.
0: If you'd like to take a more active role in supporting geeking out, visit us at patreon.com slash shades and sketch.
1: Our website is shows.acast.com geekingout geeking out.
0: You can email the show at go with at gmail.com or contact us through Facebook or Twitter. Geeking out is a production of tree cave creative LLC. All rights reserved. 2020.